Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's up, weirdos? Great episode. Excited. Kevin Heffernan from Broken Lizard. All the, all the, all those Broken Lizard movies. What a great guy. We actually met at an audition, and then he came in and made it very weird. Let's get this out of the way. YouMadeItWeird.com is the easiest and best way to support the show. Uh, t-shirts made, designed by weirdos for weirdos. There's also a donate button. Some people were asking for a donate button, which is great, because just this week, Katie fell in a well. Katie fell in a well, a very shallow well. It wasn't really a well as much as like a, uh, you know, in the game Assassin's Creed, those really little wells that you can kind of hang in. It's like that. I guess those are deep, but he hangs. You don't know how deep they are. This this well wasn't very deep. But it's, she's not physically hurt at all. But the trauma, guys, the trauma. Click donate, and we're going to get um, Katie like um, Chunky Monkey, Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey frozen yogurt. Just, you know, so she can get over that. Uh, email the show weird at nerdist.com doing my best to get back to those if you're listening to this the day it comes out I am in Chicago for the Just for Last Festival uh, June 12th through 16th and there is a live You Made It Weird at the Hideout on Saturday at 9pm Chicago weirdos please please be sure to come out to that June 21st through 24th I am in Denver at the Denver I'm so tired or out Denver yeah that's all I can do my neighbors just think I had a stroke Denver Comedy Works uh, downtown uh, July 19th through 21 New Brunswick New Jersey for the Stress Factory 25th of July through the 28th I will be at the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal August 2 through 5 Cleveland Ohio for Hilarities September 6 through 8 Scottsdale Arizona for Scottsdale stand up Scottsdale say Scottsdale more and October 11th through 13th, Appleton, Wisconsin. Those are all the dates right now. So I hope you can make it to these little shows. I don't know how much more touring I'm going to be doing, uh, but this is what's happening right now. So please come out. This show is brought to you by Amazon. What you do, you go to Nerdist.com, you go to the episode description of this episode, click on the Amazon Amazon banner. It's in the uh, description of the show. Then shop as you normally would. That's another great and easy way to support the show because you're a weirdo and you love it, secretly or publicly. Now enjoy the episode. Wait, should I sit over here? You actually sat in the exact right seat. Throw these on so you can hear the show while we're doing it. Because I am. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, this is great, man. You're just what? like a funny guy. I, I get a lot of shit for buttering people's bread, but like I met Whose bread you. are you buttering? You I'm about? buttering your bread. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just some people. Do you believe in like... Uh, Kismet. What does that mean? Like positive vibrations? Yeah. What's kismet? It's like luck, right? Like positive luck. Positive. Luck, luck is positive, right? People enjoy that. I should turn this shit off. Do you get that? Do people? Are people drawn to you? This is Kevin Heffernan. Hi. Are we starting already? Yeah. This is. I, I like it all to be on the show. That's why I'm Jesus. like, when you come in, I'm like, don't talk to me. Turn my phone off. You don't drink coffee. I don't. You're a positive person. Uh huh. Funny person. I hope so. Why don't you drink coffee? Um. You know, like I when I first got out of college, I, oh, I make it right in here. Let me get right up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that, that should be our attitude with life. You're let's doing get a right podcast. up in here. Yes, but also just like, what are the different things I can do with a mic? I'm gonna uh, lean in. I'm gonna get right in there. Get right in there. We could do talk. We could do it real quietly. You're not even lowering your voice. I don't because like right when I there. when I do like stand up, I like to put the mic right on my chin. Sometimes they smell. 
Yeah, but I don't care. I don't care who opened. Like, I did it with Mike Lawrence's. Uh, yes. He's got a big beard. He's got a big beard, and there were definitely things jump and ship to live a better <laughs> life on a microphone. <laughs> on the microphone, I know. <laughs> Gross. But I'm we still alive. We love you, Mike. I'm still alive. <laughs> you are still alive. Uh, a friend of mine one time blew into a karaoke microphone yeah. and then got like hives from it. Of, Cause, co- cause of course, shit, like sprayed out. Yeah, when he blew in. They, they blew in and then like it, it released it like a like a dust bomb, like a smoke bomb. Uh, and every, uh. at, like she, it was a girl, got like fucked up from it. Like don't do that. No. They were, <laughs> but every once in a while, I kind of enjoy the show business aspect of a filthy fucking mic. Yeah. Some of that, some of those elements when of it's like been used. walking through the uh, walking through the kitchen. Yeah. The green room is always small and underwhelming. Yeah. Then a microphone smells real bad. Mm. And you, is that a deliberate choice? You put it right on. See, I, I do, just so I don't forget. I like to get right in there. I didn't. So I didn't know that you really did stand up comedy. Yeah. Well, is, I, I'm, is that a newer I'm on thing? fire is right that, now. <laughs> <laughs> is this your agent talking? Yeah. Yeah. Are you really blowing up right now? I am. God, it's unbelievable. We, we, like two thousand followers is, on Twitter. You have more than that. No. We you just, don't? Started, just started. Just started. Oh, you just started. Yeah. Uh, well, sure. Is it? What about Broken Lizard? Do Broken Lizard have a Twitter? They do. Yeah. How's that doing? Meh. Not nobody, as good as the K half. Nobody maintains it. It's got about eleven thousand. Uh huh. Uh huh. For and those of, maintains it. For those of you that don't know, Kevin is a part of uh, the Broken Lizards. That's right. The Broken the, the, Lizards. The comedy team. Group. Yeah. Where are they out of? Where are you guys out of? Uh, here. Everybody, Los everybody lives here. Yeah. You, I mean, like when you started? You oh, when we started, we, we went to college together. We all went to college together. Where's that? I'm sorry. I'm At sure you Colgate cover this. University. You cover this on every... I'm going to ask you questions, too. You can ask me questions. People do that, and then I just... It just Where becomes, are you from? I'm from Boston. Oh. Mm. I hate Boston. You're from Connecticut. I am. Yeah? You got a Wikipedia page. Thanks, buddy. Eat a dick. <laughs> Eat a dick. Fuck. Uh, what, Connecticut. White bread. What? It's great. Connecticut it's like everything. Muffin Company. Yeah, uh, it's good, though. What is it known for? I, um, I know more nutmeg. about... It's the nutmeg state. It is not the nutmeg state. It absolutely state. is. That is why no one knows I it. I know. The Who has state. ever been like, something's missing from this dish? Nutmeg. nutmeg. <laughs> I once OD'd on nutmeg. Oh, because you thought it was a weed property? Yeah, yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. You rolled a nutmeg joint? Well, we were... Uh, were we, you with the I mayor with the of Connecticut? Lizard. No, I was with the Broken Lizard guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, in, nutme- in Connecticut, they're always pushing nutmeg. <laughs> Did you really do that? Yeah. We were, <laughs> Wait, we, isn't it oregano? No. Well, Wait, that's is nutmeg oregano? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I one time, somebody one time in a writing a writer's room asked me, is a hawk a vulture? And I laughed for about four years. So if I was honest, I'm, I'm still laughing about Unbelievable. it. He's one of those guys, like the David Talbot, I made fun of him so much that I, I want to call him and say thanks for all the memories. Sure. <laughs> like Thanks for all the laughs. He's still like Holmes. I hate that guy. He, I think he probably did hate me. There's very few people that I've just had nemesis. nemesis Right, ne- a good nemesis. Right. Do you have an, any nemeses? Any nemeses? Is there like another uh, filmmaking sketch group um, that, that well, you hate? No, I don't. Like reconstructed chameleon up high. Hello, God, hello that was man. real. <laughs> I had a um, I had a, a, a unilateral rivalry uh, with Jim Gaffigan at one point. Is that true? Yeah, he's been on the show. Uh, yeah, okay, twice. Really? Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Well, tell me about. He's it. been in two of our movies. 
I know. I opened for Jimmy Jim yeah. in Germantown, Wisconsin. I used to open for him all the time. Oh, you did? And then we did a show. I'll never forget it because he goes on stage. Right. And uh, where was it? It was Germantown, Wisconsin, whatever the comedy club is there. I was emceeing. I did terribly. Uh, somebody, 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 <laughs> like it was early on. It was early, like, look, I still occasionally will not do well, but this was bad. Sure, we all, we all. We were, everybody, nobody is bigger than correct. an occasional bomb. Yeah, that's right. Get, get in there. That's right. That's right. Yeah, baby. you get I'm in there. I'm with you on that. You get in there, you son of a bitch. And anyway, so Jimmy, Jimmy Gaff, no one calls him that, gets on stage. Jimmy and G. Jimmy G. Get, <laughs> I'm a John G. Uh, that's Joey Pants. Oh. I'm a John G. From what movie? Memento. Oh, uh, for I, Christ's sake! I'm a John G. I can't. I, I've only. I can't. It's I watch it once, and it's hard. It's hard. Mentally challenging. You should see it movie. again. I should. It's good. It's great. I'm not it, saying it's not. Uh, it's just challenging. I'm with you. Like Memento uh, is great, but I, I only watched Inception once, and everybody's telling me that it's great, and I hated it. Oh, I liked it. Did you see it more than once? I didn't see it more than once, but I I wanted to because I I felt I found holes in it. Oh, one of those. I don't know. Picking at the nits, are yeah, we? Yeah. Let me finish the stupid yeah, no, story. No, tell me the Jim, tell me the Jim Gaffney. He gets on stage, and I bet you know where this is going. No, I don't. I, I don't. wrote down investigation. I meant inception. I write down things because I forget no, where we're screw going. Screw inception. Investigate. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, fuck, fuck it. I'm fuck crossing it, it out. Yeah, good this shit. is our show. That's right. Kev? We don't need to talk about their movies. Kev? Yeah. <laughs> it's us. Tell me your Jim Gaffigan thing. Come on. This is a funny guy. Uh, Jim Gaffigan goes up and uh, some some fucking idiot in the second row just goes, all right, meow. All right, okay. meow. All and right. didn't stop I'm sure. doing meow. I'm sure. No, the whole show. No, I know. The entire show. That's what happens to us, too. Same thing. Is that right? It's ridiculous. I see you guys, and I when you said uh, Jay is the Indian guy, yeah, I Indian. was going to go, I thought he was Mexican. Right. Right. I'm sorry. You're not Mexican? You made one of those movies. No, I know. that. that that's the you, funny thing. You've done it. You've I know. fucked up. I know. Like, when, I feel like I want to like, like, recline or something. It's, it's, like, it's like sleeping. We're going to have so many different positions. But I still want to get up in the mic. You though. are up in the mic. You know, like, so I let's, feel let's, like, let's talk right, about the... Gaffigan, your, my hatred? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the nemesis. And I also want to talk about how you... Oh, wait. I, you didn't finish your open... Oh, oh the meow that's thing. It, that's, that's it. it. They okay, ruined his set with heckling with meow. And he didn't know what to do. I mean, like, he couldn't be like, shut the fuck up. He kind of was like stop it right. like I was just blackout drunk wouldn't, and the club was bad and wouldn't kick him out yeah. sorry to out the German club Wisconsin club on that night maybe management has changed maybe they have a policy now where they boot someone out who's literally Same, yeah. ruining the show yeah. ruining 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 <laughs> ruining no we, we that's the heckler those are the kind of hecklers we get which is kind of weird like it's, it's positive heckling it's, or they, it's think positive heckling. they think they're helping it's absolutely like they're fans of yours they want to tell you the do line people yell ramrod yeah, Ramrod, all, all that stuff. What what is the biggest one? I'm sorry. Um, let's, let's get they it yell there. like um, they yell Farve's number one, which is one of my lines from the movie. They yell it's, <laughs> it's delicious. People must just yell Farve in general. Yeah, but the thing that pisses the Broken Lizard guys off is if one of them is on stage and then someone yells a Farve line. Yeah, they get mad at that. Isn't that weird? And then we fight with each other backstage. Yeah, why? I don't know. You all created Farve. It's true. Right? We did. There's a chance that Jay wrote that line that they're yelling. Yeah, it is. But it is. you said it. Yeah, two, uh, like, I think two, of the, two or three of the guys created that character before I was that character. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you get the, uh, this weird po- – I get weird positive heckling too, and I kind of like it. Do you kind of like it? I like it. Because it, it's like, like it. you, you know, you can throw a line back at them and the crowd cheers and it's right, cheap, right, right. cheap pandering. Well, it, it injects a little oxygen into the, yeah. into the blood. Yeah. Into yeah. the blood. Yeah. And people are like, yeah. okay. And, and, you know, I, I've been wrestling with this lately. Sorry to make it about me. It's kind of what I do. I, that's on the what show. I want to do. You're from Boston. You went to what school? Where'd you go to college? No, you haven't heard of it. I, How do you know? Gordon College. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> In Gordon, Massachusetts, right? 
is in Gordon, Massachusetts? <laughs> there is no Gordon, Massachusetts. How do you know? I bet there is. Google it. You Somebody are Google a sharpshooter. I love it. Good. I. What was I saying? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, I've been going up lately, and people have been yelling. At, I, like People come from the podcast, weirdos, yeah. we call them, and they're the best. Yeah, yeah. They're the absolute best. I'm trying to get only weirdos to come to the shows because sure. they're like real fans. Right, right. But then there are people like my mother's age that come because the, the marquee says E-Trade Baby. I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm the voice of the <laughs> I, baby. I think I was aware of that, there, yes. You can't possibly be. Did we talk about We've only met one. No, but you told did me I to look at your in? site or something. Is it oh, on your yeah. site? Yeah. Is it say it on your site? Yeah, I, th- I, I looked. I looked. Oh, good, good, good. You looked at my Wikipedia. I looked I at your site. Yeah. Oh, mutual We're masturbation. Mutual, m- mutual ma- Is mutual masturbation where you masturbate each other at the same time? Or uh, you I think you can masturbate yourself. I think it's Either way. I think, Either way. I think it's mutual. It's, Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> it's like bi-weekly means twice a week right. and, every other, and week. every other week. Mutual yeah. masturbation. Either yeah. you're jerking off, you're or jerking you them off. together. Any room where there's two people and <laughs> right. someone's masturbating, right. that's mutual masturbation as long as the other person's aware that it's happening. Right. You can have more than two, though. You could have a whole room that's full right. of folks. And they're all mutually masturbating. Whole room full of folks. Yeah. No cleanup for the girl masturbation. I'd be doing it constant. Well, yeah. I guess there's some cleanup. I guess girls can do it, too. Masturbate? Yes. <laughs> sure they can. I never really think about it that way. Yeah. They, you know, smush it around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Slap it around. I was looking for a way to, to find it. The windshield wiper. I've been trying. Do the windshield wiper. <laughs> that is yeah, right. It's a visual joke. The malfunctioning Sorry. windshield wiper yeah, is, is how girls masturbate. Yeah. We do it like uh, tooth, toothpaste tubing. That's what I call it. I'm going to go in the other room and toothpaste too, but that's what I say to my non-roommate. And <laughs> okay. then uh, they hear some. They know exactly what you're talking about. Clanging of pots and pans. Where's Pete? Oh, he's toothpaste too. <laughs> <laughs> Good life, yes, and Kevin. I know. Well, uh, what, uh, yeah. So what, anyway, I forgot, people, people, was... people yell out, uh, do, oh, "Do the Gavin. E-Trade Baby." T- uh, oh. That's the end of that story. Okay. The conflict that I feel right. is E-Trade Baby. You right. have people who are coming. Okay. So here you're making this other thing. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. stand-up. Yeah, you're yeah. making your own original Kevin Heffernan yeah. stand-up. And then you're going to get all these fans that are super trooper fans, right. that are Broken Lizard fans, Beer right. Fest fans, Slam and Salmon fans, film fans. Yes. And then you have to feel, like me, I'm guessing, a little conflicted. You're glad they're there. Mm-hmm. But if you came to see a baby do stand-up, I don't know <laughs> what to do. I'm up there, and, and they just want me to say the lines from the right. ad. You and then I do, I do it. Okay. I want, them, I, want them to, I want them to enjoy it. Sure. But it does make me feel a little, not sad, it makes me feel a little bit like... I don't know. But from my perspective, from my thing, though, yes. that's the reason why people are there. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're buying tickets to my movies, 100%. It's 100%. Not, they don't even know that I do stand-up comedy. Right. I don't even know that I do stand-up comedy. And you don't have a, a podcast or anything else no. that, that would be a, a draw or whatever. No, that's it. That's it's why they're coming. The, and we, you know, that's what we hope. It's like, yeah. That's why we cheated. Like, that's why I didn't do, sta- I didn't do stand-up. Yeah, tell me about that. I started, that. like, three years ago, and... We call that the uh, Michael so Showalter, the Michael Showalter, the Michael Ian Black. These guys that did sketch, yeah, that realized that they had been students of comedy their whole lives, right. basically, yeah. and were like, "I'm going to branch into something solo, right?" You know, instead of the state, they'll do that, and you're like, instead of Broken Lizard, I'm going to do that. So, yeah. how how are you finding it? Uh, I think it's great. Do you? It does. I love it. Did it bite you? Do you have that bug where you're uh, like a little bit, a little bit? Like I, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I think obviously that's the, the right answer. Three years in, although it's it's hard to say. You're three years in, but you've been doing comedy how long? Yeah, for whatever twenty years. That's that's since weird. I, no, you know, since I was a baby, actually. A baby, a knee trade baby. Yeah, knee trade baby. Do the one where he's on the plane. I don't know it. That's weird. You're, you're, you're Is that the, bullshit? You're the e trade baby, right? Oh no, I thought you were the e trade baby. No, I'm far from. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're confused. <laughs> 
and everyone's like, what is going on? <laughs> this is the weirdest bit. <laughs> and I loved it. We both looked at it unflinching. I know. Yeah. We just move forward. We just keep it moving yes, forward. Yes, so te- well, Okay, so you're working corporately. You're working with uh, the Mexi Indian. You're working yep. with, uh, what are the other guys? Uh, there's Steve, mm-hmm. Paul, mm-hmm. and Eric, mm-hmm. and Jay, mm-hmm. and Kevin. That's mm-hmm. me. That's you. You included yourself. Right. Which I liked. I, I feel like I, I was going to say something, and now I forgot what we were talking about. Do you want a piece of paper? Is that how you remember? Oh, God. Oh, I, oh the Jim Gavigan story. Do we not care about it anymore? No, is we it over? do. We do. I actually have it right here. It says back, nemesis, but... and it's squared. Okay. Gaffigan was your nemesis. All right, Gaffigan. I'll we tell won't... quickly. I'll tell quickly. No, don't don't rush. Why? Really? Why? We're two friends in okay. a boat. Oh, okay. okay. The, the, I sea, the sea is calm. Well, Look at that you, seagull. Pete. He looks like fucking uh, also, Larry like, King. He's like your best friend, too. Who is? Jimmy Gaff? No, no, no. Jimmy G. I'm a John G. Will you do, Joey Pants? I can't. I don't even know. You know him from The Matrix. I know. I know. Here I am, looking at the steak. Ah, yes! Is that right? That's yeah. right. Ignorance. It's red. Blessed. It's delicious. Yeah. And I know. And I know it's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, know. love you. That, that's paraphrasing. That right. might be my favorite thing that's when people great... will just give an impression to try. I know. Uh, okay, so why is Jimmy Gaff? Okay, so Gaffigan, we've belabored it now, and now it's not even interested anymore. Ah. All right, I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, Gaffigan Green and lights. I, years ago, uh, uh, before Gaffigan, anybody knew who he was or anybody knew who I was. Mm-hmm. We would always find ourselves in the same auditions. Oh, in New York City, interesting commercial auditions. Bold, right? Like you're going out in these commercial auditions. It's a cattle call. Yeah, in there, you're in a room filled with people right. who typically look kind of kind like of, right. you. And everywhere I went was Jim Gaffigan. And a- every time I got like winnowed down to the you know the callbacks and all that stuff, it yeah. was always Jim Gaffigan was the other guy. Really? And then I would never get the job. And then I'd be watching the commercial. And Jim Gaffigan got them all. Like, he was really? the Rolling Rock guy. He was the he Saturn was. guy. Yeah. He was all these guys. Those were big improv ads, too. Yeah. And, and he got all of them. Yeah. And I got none of them. It yeah. was an ESPN ad. I just remember it. And I was like, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Well, that, I hated him. That's a completely... And now do you know him at all? Well, yeah. So, like, then I would see him, like, doing stand-up on Letterman. I was like, I hate that guy. I hate ah. that guy. He beat me up for everything. And then... When we were making Super Troopers, we were casting Super Troopers, and he came in and read for that part. <laughs> and all the Broken, all the broken Wizard guys are there, right? And he, drilled, he nailed it. He was awesome. <laughs> and so after the audition, they're like sitting in this back room, and they're like, Kevin, I know how you feel, but we really think Gaffigan is the best for that part. I'm like, fuck you. Wait, they there were aware no that way. you wanted to. Oh, they knew my, ice they, they knew my, my thing with him. Your they rivalry. Knew. I'm like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. And they knew the thing, and then and then they're like, "But he's the best." And I'm sorry to say this, but he was the best. And I was like, "Fuck you!" There is no way that I'm going to participate in putting that guy into our movie. Yes. And sure enough, I lost out. Yeah. And then they and put was, him in the movie. Yes, in a memorable role, in a very memorable role. And we shot that scene like maybe the third day, and uh-huh. he came, <laughs> and he couldn't have been the nicest guy, and yeah, the whole yeah, crew yeah. was laughing at everything he did. <laughs> And, uh, He'd come up and go, what about somewhere I do? And they're like, yeah, get no, out of here, Eppenden. He's Eppenin. the guy. He's playing the piano. Whatever it is. And so like, I, we're standing there. And we're, like, I think Lemmy, like one of the other guys, <clears throat> was like, hey, Jim, uh, Kevin has a thing about you, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. put me on the spot. And he was just like, you know, he was just like, you know, oh, that, that's too bad. I don't even remember you from those things. So like, oh he pulled God. that stuff. But he didn't remember me. Yeah. And it's then, like on. Not, I remembered him. He didn't remember me. Do you watch Mad Men? 
Yes. It's a terrible... Are you caught up? Yes. This is not a spoiler. Oh, the line in the, in the, the line in the elevator. That was maybe one of the greatest lines One of the greatest ever fucking heard. things I, of all I, time. I, like, TiVo replayed it. Like, Me too. Whatever, three times. I was like... Me too. I was like... Bah! For those of I you... Even, I don't even think about this you. This might air... Uh, yeah, that's the line. I don't even and, think about you. And, and honestly, uh, it's not a spoiler. Somebody was no. like... Uh, what, I forget. Somebody what, uh, he sets it Sandra up. Draper is liking. I hate you. Yeah, or, or like, and I don't even think. About oh no, it. no, that wasn't. It was. It was the, the oh, young copywriter, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like I, I hate you. And, yeah. and he's like, I don't even think about you. Yeah, and as he, he exits the elevator, that was one of the best lines. I've and ever that's seen. what Gavigan did to you. That's what he, he did. Was to like, me. you're my nemesis. Yeah, I hate you. Do you hate me? I don't even know who you are. Yeah, can't be bothered. Too busy booking. He drilled the part, and then. Uh, and then you know we'd run into him every once in a while at stand-up shows or whatever, and, and see him, and we'd go see his shows and stuff. And he started to tell us that Super Troopers was a very positive thing for him. It was a positive. Yeah, well, when for we him. did Germantown, that was his credit. That was one his, of his credits. Yeah. I mean, he had other credits, but pe- again, meow. People were there for the meow guy. That's right. And so then when we did the Slam and Salmon a couple of years ago, now he's like Jim Gaffigan. Right now he's huge. Right. And we called him up, and said, "Hey, will you?" I had this part. It's like a one-day thing, cameo thing. We want to come do it. And he's like, absolutely. Oh. And like he flew himself from New York to L.A. To avoid the union costs or whatever? No, just because we could. It was a low-budget thing. We couldn't oh, pay for okay, it. Oh, okay, yep. We, it was like an independent film. And, and yeah, so he paid for himself. And he came out and he did the thing. And he said that the reason why I did it is like, we, I did Super Troopers and it's part of the reason why my stand-up took off because I was booking colleges. And yes. the colleges were positive because of that movie. And huh. then I, 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 you know, I think that, that helped me a lot. So yeah. he said, anytime you want me to do something, yeah, just let me know. Oh, that's great. And then I fell in love with Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Well, what now we, what, what I, was, I went from hating him to loving him. We're saying well, this is a story of a class act. There aren't too on many. my part or his part. Well, uh, I was. I, I didn't mean him. How are okay. you a class I don't act? Know. <laughs> that's I don't right. Know. You were petty I know, and I angry. I, and, uh, I guess you were a class I've act. Come around you, now, you gave him the part. That's classy. Well, he, well, he, classy he is hard. He was nice enough to come do it. it, it what was that part? Uh, it was in the Slam and Salmon. He plays like a a, a, a hotel manager. Like I, I'm calling up to try to book. It's Michael you Clark and him Duncan together on the phone. On the phone. But I, I directed it, so I was directing. You him. directed it. I did. Yeah. You got to. You're directing films. I did. I directed a film. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, is it good? The Slamming Salmon. The Slamming Salmon. The yeah. Slamming Salmon. The Slamming. The Slamming Salmon. No, no, the Slam. Are you making fun of deaf people? <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost that is in I a, that did. is in, ah, I almost did. a dangerous yes and I set, I set you I up I set I you up are you doing blackface really right good. now and you're like well I guess I have to oh, improv rules Del That's close tr- tricky I'm one of those That's tricksters tricky. I'm always tricking people tricky. into being racist uh, okay well um, tell me what That's my Jim Gavin story we met at an audition. You and yeah, I, yeah, yeah, for the uh, Spike Jones. We had actually met one other time, which I told you at the audition, which right. was at uh, at College Humor. Yeah, I know, and uh, it was very brief. But you did remember, hey, yeah, yeah. that's classy. Yeah, well, there was like twenty of you guys, though. What do you mean? Like at College Humor that night? It was. Like I know. A, was well, like that's all nighter. That's what makes it classy. And I was yeah. wearing like a wig. I was playing uh, uh, Desmond from. Lost. But you don't remember? Oh, you were playing Desmond. From Lost. I do remember. Well, you don't remember that the other guy with me is my friend Steve. Steve, I know, uh, I remember Steve. If, Do you? Steve, Steve, uh, Lemmy jerks off looking at the lips. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Who okay. directed Super Troopers? Jay Chandler Sagar. Oh, the he did. Indian, the Mexican. Yeah, the Mexican. You mean the Mexican? Yeah, yeah, the Mexican. Was that real syrup? Obvious question. Yes, yes, it was. Obvious question. <laughs> it was. No, it's not an obvious question. Is it not? It's not an obvious question. I asked, That's a hard thing to do. Speaking of, I know it is. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Speaking of, I asked John Hamm when I met him if they uh-huh. were smoking real cigarettes, and then he said. Uh, 
Yeah, we're smoking real cigarettes. And then later, I, I was talking to someone I else from Mad Men. I was like, he said you guys smoke real cigarettes. He was like, he was fucking with you. No. He, because a, he gets that. Oh, in a, in a funny, funny way. He's a good sport. He wasn't sure. being mean, but he, he's decided he gets asked that question so much, he has a fake answer for it. He's, to give, he's a professionally funny person. He's a very funny person. I love that. Uh, That's one of my favorite SNL things. Was, did you ever see uh, John Ham's John Ham? Yeah. John's God. Ham, John Ham, John written by Ham's John uh, Ham by Seth. Oh my God, I think the best. Cool. I love that. I know there are some problems. My name is with a J O N, and there's two M's in Ham. It's J O H N H A M. John Ham's John Ham. <laughs> what is it? If you love it. if if you feel wet, you got the right. I one. don't remember. I just it's it's love it's it. Ham. You wipe your ass with. Yeah, it's that, like Ham on a toilet paper. Roll. That's what makes John Ham one of my favorites. I, I, I an American treasure. I fell in love then. Of course, that's I your Gaffigan moment because with who. Him. Who, when you're like a fucking international sex symbol, I talked to people who meet John Hammond and they said they started crying and stuff. You really? know, like Elvis shit. Wow. Okay. And then he does a scene straight up making fun of his John name. Hamm's John I Hamm. was going to ask you about your name because your, your name is Heffernan. Yeah, it is. And, and you're not fat, but you're TV fat, as am I. Sure. Yes, you know what TV I'm saying? Fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are LA terms, meaning you're not overweight. Right. I, I'm, I do mean that sincerely. Is this a fat joke? Nice. What? You, you get that reference? No. It's from your own movie. It is? Is this a fat joke? Is that a fat joke? Which movie? Club Dread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Club Dread. I think that's the line of the movie. Think you think? I re- I'm not saying that because you're here. I would say that to anybody. There's some good lines. You do movie, the chant. That's one of them. You don't even think that's a contender. Is that a fat joke? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You do the chant right, so you can under hide under the bed, and right. she goes, "Why don't you do that all the time? Because it makes right. you smaller." And right. you go, "Is that a that fat, fat joke? joke?" Yeah. Fucking hilarious. That was my brother. That. Uh, oh really? Well, my brother's very tall and very thin. Oh. So we used him as my body double. Why don't you do that all That's the movie time? Movie magic. So here's my question. Okay. Heffernan. Yes. Heifer. Heifer cow. Beefy guy. Right. You know what I mean. Yes. I, I was TV also fat. a beefy kid. TV, TV fat. Sure. TV fat till sure. I die. Uh, is that is that where the comedy's coming from? I, I like talking. The funny about, fat guy. The funny fat thing. Funny fat guy. Uh, the punky Bruce. I'm going to make fun of myself before they make fun of me. Were you like the jovial roly poly? Uh, I was pretty jovial. I don't think I was the class clown. Uh huh. But uh, comedians rarely are. Yeah. I mean, I I think I was definitely jovial. I was definitely funny fat guy. Uh huh. I was the funny fat guy. Definitely. Were you compensated? Did you feel self conscious? I did. I remember being like, "Oh, I'm the fat kid." I think I did at uh, for a while, and then at a certain point, I just stopped. Really? When yeah. did you get get maybe, sex? Maybe That's what I call it. Was it. Did you get? Did sex? you get some sex? I think if I, I did, if I had I gotten did. sex, I would have been like, "Oh," because every I every did. time in my adult life I've had sex, I'm like, "I guess I'm not that fat." Then I moonwalk away from the bed, right. and she right. goes, "Where are you going?" And I go, "Tijuana," <laughs> in a semi. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that image for everybody. What changed? What made you stop feeling like a fat guy? Um, I guess confidence. Yeah. It was sex. Was it sex? Probably a little bit. Like, I had a, like I had a girl like a nice girlfriend. Nice girlfriend. In high school. Really? Yeah. How do you do that? I didn't have a girlfriend. Funny fat guy. Funny fat guy. Yeah. I, was, I thought I was funny fight fat through it, guy. Man. Fight through it. <laughs> Own it. Yeah. Well, there is a certain amount of owning it, right? Yeah. yeah. Were you a uh, shirt off funny fat guy? Uh, Could you? I mean, were you? I, I wouldn't I remove my not. shirt at gunpoint. I was not. But until... then I saw other fat guys that were like, "Yeah, paint on no, me." No, I was not that guy. <laughs> I was like, probably in high school, I was like shirt on at the beach guy. Yeah, me too. And then, <laughs> and then at some point, I it got to be. I, I just didn't care anymore. Yeah, and that was more probably more like when I had kids. I was like, ah, wait, you have kids? Who cares? Yeah, wait, you didn't have kids young, did you? No, you have kids. I po- post. I, I have movies I have, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I thought for a second we were getting into something real strange. Oh no, no, no! But now, what do you? Why did you bring up kids? Now I'm saying, like, I don't know. There was just like now, like when you have kids, I couldn't give a shit about like, 
Like I learned that that's like the plumber's ass thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even care anymore. I don't. Well, I you're that. Don't dad. pull my pants up. You're that. You're, yeah. you're an open robe dad. Yeah, I am. Or like like when I'm on stage when I'm doing stand up or something, like my pants fall down, and it and inevitably there's some woman sitting off to the sides, like I can see your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like if I can get used to it, you don't care. I don't care. There's some, I forget who it was. It was in the '80s, I think. I saw the stand up go like I know I'm becoming more I'm afraid of becoming like my dad and I'll just start adjusting my pants anywhere and he unbuckles he does an impression of his dad <laughs> unbuckles his pants pulls them up rebuckles right? it and I was like that is some dad shit yeah that kicked in you popped out uh, some, some babies I and you were like so. you I mean, didn't you make... get to the point where you just don't have time I don't care about pulling my pants up. is it because the it kids are is. tiring you or is it because you're just like They're tiring I, me I'm not I don't have the uh, I don't have any um Desire to present myself in some sort of like a desirable way. You know, Let me like ask a, you this. Yeah. Let me ask you a weird yes, one. Yes. What about your? You're married. I'm I looking, am. I'm looking at your ring. I am. You're a good choice. Classic. Thank you. Not too. Not too thick. Nice yes. And thin. Modern. Sure. A modern ring. Silver. It, it looks like gold. It's white gold. White gold. Thank you. White gold. <laughs> uh, you. You. Uh, what about your wife? Because I always worry about that losing the sexuality, losing the appeal. Yeah. Do you both make an effort to remain uh, attractive for each other? Uh, she's way better at it than I am. Yeah. I, I, I should do a better job. But you're her. a funny fat guy. So I am. You know what I mean by that. I'm like, a... I don't want to lose my livelihood here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is there an element of that? If you, uh, if you I've, lost... heard, I've heard people say that. I've had people say that. I've had agents say that to me. I've had... I've had that, I feel like those are all... Say, don't sh- lose too much weight. Showbiz lore. That's real? Oh, yeah. Like, eat a sandwich? Don't lose too much weight. Really? Because you did yeah. lose some weight? Yeah. Well, we... I, I wrote a script uh, with my friend Steve Lemmy that I sold to Warner Brothers. You guys a couple all have years back. you all have last names that you must be called by that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's Lemmy. Lemmy yeah. Heffernan. Like Lemmy entertain no, you. And Heffernan like Heffer. like like Heffernan. Oh, Heffernan. I'm so sorry. No, no, I get the I get the Kim Queens thing. That do you know that the character in Kim Queens is, is Heffernan? No. Yeah. I thought. You... What's the matter? You don't watch that show. <laughs> I actually don't hate that show. That's but, not the worst. Yeah, show. you didn't know that his name was Doug Heffernan. No. I didn't know his name was Doug, but now that you say it, I can picture his it wife. It is. So that, I get that a lot. It's like, oh, the King of Queens. Really? And I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. I get like Sherlock. Go on. Keep going. Um, Losing weight. What were we talking about? Losing oh, weight. I sold a script. We sold a script. We wrote a script. It was called Funny Fat Guy. <laughs> and it's about, the, about that guy, about the guy who, who uh, uh, you know, is fat guy, life of the party, but on right. the inside, maybe he's kind of sad. Right, 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 right. And uh, why did I start telling the story? Um, uh, because we were saying don't oh, lose too much weight. Right. And then, and, and, and so for your wife. In the, in the script, the character, you know, the thing is, over the course of the movie, he loses weight. Ah. And, and then some of my agents were kind of like, don't get too thin. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. But that's what their thing was. Wait, like, were you going to wear a fat suit and then remove layers of it? No, I was like, it was kind of interesting because, like, we weren't sure how we were going to do it. Or if we were going to do it, like, you know, like, um, like CGI, like Spider-Man when he has, like, rippled mm-hmm, stomachs, when mm-hmm. he's on his stomach. Like, that kind of shit. Wait, we that, wasn't, that. that wasn't Tobey Maguire's? Well, well, I've heard things. Are you no, shitting me? What? No, you know it was not him. In Spider-Man, that wasn't yeah. Tobey Maguire's well, body. Well, I mean, there's some enhanced stuff in there, wasn't there? I don't. This is one. Uh, you know, it's. I'd like to think it's kind of rare. Living in Los Angeles and knowing quite, you know, hearing about movies and stuff. Right. It's not often that I feel completely duped. I definitely Come thought on. that was his body. Really? I'm a doof. I'm one of those doofuses you hear about. Mm-hmm. And in Captain America, I thought he was that skinny kid. Don't look at, <laughs> don't look at don't look at Catherine. <laughs> you, you did think it was going to kill. I did. Uh, Captain okay, America, but the, the executive that bought the thing was a guy who was a fatty and went to a thinny. Right? Oh, who bought that? And so it was kind of his thing too. And at the time, it was like uh, it was right at the time like where Borat came out. Uh huh. And everyone wanted to you know experience this like is the movie real? Is right, it not real? Right, right. And so that executive 
was kind of adamant at the time about let's try let's try to really lose the weight. Oh, that's cool. And then we'll use it as a in the publicity of it all. Wouldn't it be easier to lose the weight and then gain the weight? Probably, shoot, but shoot that's it, that's shoot it. Dare I say, memento style? Right, nice, right, nice. Good. Okay, this comes around, folding in on it, comes back around. Uh, what did what ended up happening? They I, didn't make the money. I have so many questions. I think people listening are interested. I'd like to hear you talk about the pitch. The I'd pitch like of you, the thing. I'd like to hear you talk about pitching in general. Oh, pitching a movie. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting idea to me. When you're pitching, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you want? It? Which one would you like to talk about? I'm most familiar with Super Troopers, but like that was your first film, right? That was no, that was the second. The first film we made was a movie called Puddle Cruiser. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. No, no, it, you wouldn't have. <laughs> well, no, there are people who do. It's the Gordon College of Films. It, it, well, it's <laughs> funny because like we do our stand up and we like we actually tell a story about the making of of, of Puddle Cruiser in in our stand up. Was it also a cop movie? It was not. Not that it kind was of a cool. college comedy. A college comedy. Yeah, Gordon uh, University. Is that where you? Is that Gordon you College. Oh, right. You just upped it. Hey, it's got an international program. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, tell me. Let's talk about your first one. Okay, the first let's one talk was about Puddle Cruiser. Cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, nobody's ever come on the show and talked about what it means to pitch. I think people. Actually, yeah. I'm not going to speak for people. I'll tell you what I used to think. Tell me. People would. Uh, Do you pitch? Do you have you gone out? I've pitched pitch? yeah, things. Yeah, sure. I've, I've pitched things. Not certainly. I've never pitched a film. Okay. I, I've TV? pitched television okay. stuff, and I've never. I've never really sold anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, not really. And then like. With films and stuff, I'm imagining people are like, it just gets made. Like, you have the idea, yeah, no. and people are like, here's the money. Or they read the script, and they're like, this is gold. Let's make it. But there's actually a pitch where you go in. Yeah. The script existed? Uh, it depends. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it With doesn't. Puddle Cruiser, did it exist? Well, Puddle Cruiser was like, I don't think we ever pitched to anyone else. Because it was so, we were just out of college. We put together like 300000 bucks, and then we went and shot this movie on our own. Fuck you, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. It was great. That's inspiring. It was great. I, because I, Everything else we've pitched. That's, that's tricky because on one hand, that's the kind of advice you want to give kids that are – and I, I mean college kids. I mean adults yeah. that want to make movies. Yeah. How, who doesn't? Who, what improv team, what campus improv team, if they feel some real chemistry, aren't like, let's, let's make let's, a movie. Let's do yeah. this. How at did the you, college. At the same college. Is that right? Yeah, we shot at the college. Fucking After perfect. we graduated. Yeah. Uh, Three hundred thousand dollars. Where'd that come from? Well, uh, a lot of it came from Chandrasekhar, J. Chandrasekhar, the Indian, the Mexican. Oh, thank you, the yeah, Mexican yeah, Indian. Yeah, yeah. Why is are his parents doctors? Well, up high? they are. <laughs> they are both doctors. <laughs> and so, racism, racism, I know. racism. But the funny thing is, like, then he he had gotten some credit cards from the credit card companies. Because they thought that he was his dad. Oh. And, and that he was a doctor. This sounds like a movie. I know. And so he got... Are you pitching a movie? No, I swear. This is a true story. <laughs> Sometimes life, real life is strange. That's man. right. Your friend dies on the steps of a church. Adaptation. I'm going to try every, oh, every impression okay. I think of. Okay. What's okay. that actor's name? He's the fucking Brian police Cox. chief in your fucking movie. That's who it is. Brian Cox. I just did a Brian Cox impression. And you didn't even know it. And I That's didn't... kismet. That's kismet. And then we both just turn into coats. Right. Katie just has to sweep some coats up. Yeah. Best episode we've ever had. Good night, everyone. <laughs> just say the coats. Thank you. So keep going, please. Okay, so what that we're That wasn't talking a about? bad Brian Cox. No, it was very good. Did you feel like it was okay? It was good. Like, uh, uh, Brian Cox, uh, I have a, a spot in my heart for Brian Cox. He's I hilarious. Love I love him. I heard an interview with you guys where you, like, once he signed on, you were like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, because it was like... You got a guy who, I mean, it's not like we were like, oh, huge Brian Cox fans, but here's a guy who's a very established actor. Yes. And doesn't actually do comedies and, like, like was dying to do the movie. I'm like, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. And he killed it. And he was Hannibal Lecter. He's the original Hannibal Lecter. Is that right? Yeah. He was the first Hannibal Lecter. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he kills it in that film. He's great. And, you know, there are times, you know, we were talking about the other day, mem- have memories of, like, times where we thought maybe we were going to kill him. Like, you know, like he was like, 
Like there's that, I don't know if you remember that there's that one scene where he's drunk at night and he's running around he's like trashing over someone's front lawn or whatever. Third act. Yeah, third act. I think <laughs> nobody makes it to third act. And so, uh, <laughs> but anyway, you know, here we are with these goof, like goofball guys. I don't know what the hell we're doing. We have like a million bucks for making this movie. And Brian Cox, we're all sitting in the back of a car. And Brian Cox is so tired, and he's like sitting, like leaning against the wall, like looking out the window. And he, he and I swear to God, he said, he said, "What am I doing here?" <laughs> I said. I did Shakespeare in Moscow. <laughs> Your friend dies on the steps of a church. <laughs> what am I doing here? And we're like farting on each other or whatever. Mm. Whatever happened to craft? Craft. <laughs> craft. He's in the Born Ultimatum. He's he in the is. Born Supremacy. I think he's in two Borns. I've given two marriages to this agency. <laughs> Never tried it before. We're it's doing pretty, pretty good. good. It, you're, you're, it has a little Sean Connery. Yeah, it's not the best. No, but it's good. But it's good. I like you're it. The, mm, it doesn't have to be good. You're my favorite. It doesn't have to be good. Uh, so, okay. okay so we're, we're in a, oh, no, we were talking about $300,000. Okay, so we got 300000 bucks. We, we charged a bunch of it to credit cards. Because he thought... They thought he was a doctor. Yeah. So he had all this money on credit cards. Yes, we charged a bunch of it on credit cards. This could have gone the other way. It could have gone badly. It could have gone real bad. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And his parents, I'm assuming, didn't no, know. They knew. Jay's I mean, parents. like, I don't know if they knew about the credit card, but they also, you know, we got money from parents and what did you uncles shoot and it aunts. On? 35 millimeter. Really? Yeah. You cut and chopped it? Yeah. Pasting it together? Yeah. yeah. Really? It was before, yeah, before the Avids, before oh, the computers. Oh, of course. This yeah. would have been a long time ago. So it was actually, it was cut so and pasted together. I wonder if it still costs $300,000 to make a, a film these I, days. I think it probably cost less uh, just because, like, the cameras and the, but there's the also, technology is so much better now. I feel like there's more expectation for it to look good. Like there is, but you can you can get like you know one of these like red cams or something like that that looks to rent great. A, a rent a red cam. I I'm it's pretty, pretty sure it's thousands for a day. I'm sure. Of okay, it. Uh, maybe not a day. What am I? Why, but you why, can, why did I say that? You can I burn just, some film. Burn. You can burn. Like well, that was the that was the, when we were doing that movie. The budget was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the major expense was film stock. That was the really? big expense, right? So like. That's why you, you couldn't improv. You couldn't like we had to have a script, like a solid script to shoot that. And line. then you get two takes, and then that was it. And then you moved holy on. fuck! Did Jay uh, direct this one as well? He directed that one. That was, Interesting. That was his he, first. he was always the alpha of the group. Well, he uh, he had kind of he had done uh, uh, Chicago, uh, uh, the Del Clo- What's it? Improv Olympics. Yep. And Second City and stuff improv like Olympic. that. Improv Olympic. Slamming slamming salmon. Yeah, slamming salmon. <laughs> and so he had done all that stuff because he's from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's that's a that? reference. What's that? What's that? It's a reference to my friend uh, Kyle Kinane. That's how he says Chicago. Oh right, I knew, we were going around Chicago. I knew that. I knew that. You didn't know that. <laughs> okay. You're a magical man, no, though. No. Okay. And so uh, he was Chic- a Chicago guy. He did, and then he wanted to start a comedy group at Colgate, at Colgate University, where we went yep. to school. Yep. yep. And then, um, and so uh, he and I were buddies, and we started the group up, and. Uh, and so he was kind of always at the forefront. He had the, kind of the training and the improv stuff. And then, and then when we, we was moved, he the business mind that was like, "Let's make films." Uh, he was down the road. <clears throat> down the road, like uh, when we moved to New York City, we were all kind of doing our own thing. We were doing stage shows in New York City. We were um, doing sketch shows. And then he started taking some classes at NYU, some film classes, because okay. he wanted to kind of get into that. And we had always made like little videos we would show in our show and stuff like that mm-hmm. while we're changing out of our mermaid costumes. Right, right, right. And then, um, and so he took some classes and got into it, and then we started kind of da- going down that road. And then he was kind of like, 
let's make a feature film. And really? Like, oh, okay. Let's See, this is it. interesting. So yeah. you, you guys were the guys that were like, yes, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's interesting because it takes a guy to kind of have yeah, that he weird had vision. vision. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look, we had, we had made a half, we made a half an hour film on 16 millimeter with an NYU film student. Okay. For his thesis. Okay. And, uh, we made that movie and that was kind of the bug, you know, we got so the bug. Him so and you after got... that, it was like, let's go make this. So the second, your second on film effort, other than these shorts you were doing for your live show was a feature film. Yeah. And you did it. So we did it. It was and shocking you... that we did it. And you fucking finished it. We finished it. You wrote. We... I, okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to talk about Jay so much, but it's, it's amazing to me. There was no uh, group conflict that they were like, we should direct it together. Uh, no, I think, I think that's hard. Yeah, of course it's hard. I think that's I think that's the wrong way to go personally. But, but you guys are kids. Why wouldn't you be doing the wrong thing? Uh, well, because he was driving the boat. He put the money together. Yeah, uh, and it was kind of his vision. And Pack like, of let's wolves. go. Pack of wolves. Let's do it. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't pitch that one. You just made that one. We just made that one, and we finished it. And uh, like Jay and I would edit at night. Like we worked during the day, our day jobs, and then edit the movie at night. Fucking and then And then we finished it and we entered it into a bunch of film festivals and we ended up getting into the Hamptons Film Festival. Yes. And we won it. We won the Golden Starfish Award. That's what it's called? That's what it's called. It's, and it's second, neither golden nor a starfish. Is the second place the brown starfish? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was real. That was Thank real. That was, that was real. a real high five. Okay, so then you kind of have this calling card. Yeah. A film. Yep. You can send this to agents. Yeah, we and we went around. We we. Uh, or we did, did agents approach you because we did. of the festival? After we won the festival, we signed with a, we, we signed our first you know agency. Yep. And then we um and then we got, as a group they repped you as a as group. a group and Jay as a director. Uh yep. Yep. And you as an actor, actors and directors. And you got a bunch of deals. They represent the group and they represented yeah. each of you yeah. individually. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. yep. And then we um and they say what else you got. Well, then we entered it. We got into Sundance. We got into Sundance Film Festival. No, really? And so we brought it to Sundance, and uh, we were a little bit cocky. Like, we went in a little cocky because we had won the Golden Starfish Award. Uh, and somebody you, made you like, have it with you. Yeah, somebody made like a shitty offer to us to buy the movie. Yes. And we were like, fuck you, dude. We just won the Golden Starfish Award, like, right. going into Sundance. And then we went to Sundance, and we sold it to a company or made a deal with a company, and then the company went bankrupt. Oh, no. And then it all kind of fell apart. And then, so that movie did not get distributed. So you should have kind of gone with that for maybe, a shitty but deal. I don't know. The in shady theory. deal was nothing. Here, here, here. You, we'll give you nothing, right? And then maybe you'll make some money in the back end. And it was like, well, fuck you. Right, we'll, right, we'll see right. what we can do. Back end is when I, I, I understand a little bit what it yeah. is, but uh, for the listeners, it means once you sell enough. Yeah, once you you know sell the tickets, you get a little piece of that. Right, right, right. It's like a bonus when you're doing stand up. Sure, hit your bonus. That's right. Right, that's right. You hit your bonus at Carolina. But we didn't. Uh, no. I didn't hit my bonus at Caroline's, actually. Sorry about that. That's okay. I did it last weekend, though, in Tampa. That's hit, great. Hit my bonus in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Hit that sweet, so, sweet bonus. Yeah. Hit that sweet bonus. Okay, so that, what's the first pitch? Was Super Troopers then the first pitch? Um, yeah. Yep. Well, we pitched some TV before that. And you guys wanted did. a sketch show. Well, no. Actually, we... Uh, we, we uh, I think we sold the, 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 the TV version of that... Movie that movie oh, Puddle Cruise. Okay, cool. And um, and that was the kind of thing where like everyone quit their jobs and oh, all this no. shit, and then the deal fell through, and then and then uh, and then we started it on Super Troopers. Okay, wait, so Super Troopers came out of desperation a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It was it, it wasn't actually desperation. Other things came out of desperation. Other movies came out of desperation. <laughs> Super Troopers was definitely like, all right, let's do this next. Yes, and so we we went. Around and we sold it. This is the pitch. The pitch. Who pitched it? Everybody. 
Yeah, usually what we do is we'll have um, like kind of a point man, and they'll be in charge of it. Jay, and, no, Jay Jay's not a not a the pitcher. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. He's mysterious in the shadows? Yeah, he kind of just sits back and looks through you. <laughs> who takes point? Who took uh, point? I don't know who took point. Somebody takes that. point. It, but uh, it could have been me. It could have been... Fun. A guy, Paul Soder. Uh-huh. Um, but there's, there's an interesting performance element of the pitch. You kind of have to yes, really paint it's a little it in song their mind. And dance. Yeah. You're doing it. They hear a lot of movies. Yep. Uh, they don't really... They're not too impressed with your Brown Starfish Award. Nope. Intentional. No, I know. Brown. <laughs> And they, bronze, and they need and they the, and the brown goes to and the bronze golden starfish. Award. And you pitched it to one you know who gave us the golden starfish award. You know, who handed it to us. Who? Roy Scheider. Mm. Shut up. I don't know anybody. Katie Jaws. You ever seen the movie Jaws? I saw. I saw Jaws. I saw the Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Brody. Okay. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same no, shit, different on. day. Same shirt, different day. Isn't that the shirt he's wearing? Uh, maybe I don't know. So, see, I know more. I thought you'd be a Jaws fan. Uh, you know why I don't like Jaws? Why? It uh, scares you. Because I, you think <laughs> you are such a jerk. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> True. I used to swim in a pool and I'd be like, no, no shark. <laughs> of course, I was younger when, when it came out than you. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I didn't see it in the theater or anything. But sure you did. Whatever. With your friend. With Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider. Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's a different, <laughs> different guy. Making sharkies. Okay. Sharkinator. There's just a handgun on the table. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you pitched Super Troopers. And, uh, uh, Super Troopers. We pitched Super Troopers all over the place, and it was like, uh, all right, who's going to uh, star in it? We are. And who's going to direct it? We are. And, yes. you know, it was kind of like, see you later. So we, we kind of went around, and then ultimately we did. We sold it to Miramax. Uh-huh. And we uh, we developed. It was all. It was at a lot of different places. Like we went to Miramax, and we developed, and we wrote it, and then they. So they, they paid you to write it. They paid us to write it, and then they s- kind of lost interest and said that they weren't going to make it for a while, and there uh-huh. were other things they were kind of interested in, and uh. and so that was kind of a bummer. And then we moved over to like I think it was Universal. Don't don't they own it for a time? You have to wait for Miramax's hold on it to expire. Uh, no, because somebody uh, took it. Uh, oh, somebody bought it from yeah, them? Yeah, or somebody... Somebody. Uh, well, ultimately what happens is if you make it, then they have to reimburse them, is what it comes down to. Okay. Which, which did happen. Okay. And, but they didn't pay a shit. I mean, it was a measly amount of money, so it was probably, who knows what it was, 25 grand. Right, something. right, right. And so then they... Whenever the movie got made, they had to, Miramax was paid back. Okay. But anyway, we went around, we were like with... Um, George Clooney for a while. He was a producer of really? it. Really? Yeah. We were with... Uh, Bob Simons, who was a big comedy producer, and a bunch of different people. The Fairley Brothers we were with for a little while. No way. This sounds like so many ups and downs. It man. was terrible. It was terrible. Because we went all over the terrible. place. And and so then then we uh then we couldn't get it made and we decided to sell it as a TV show. We sold it as a TV show to Fox with uh Danny DeVito was the producer. Really? And then uh his company. And then that fell through. And then finally we said screw it and we went and found private money and Credit cards? we made it for a million bucks. You did, yeah. which is peanuts for yeah. a film. Yeah, where you still you're not shooting on film anymore. We did. We shot on film. You yeah. did. Yeah, every, we've shot every movie we've made on film. Really? Number, yeah. Now, did that? It seems like an improv heavy movie. It's not. No, it's not. Uh huh. Was it written, Super Troopers? No. Was it written through improv? Are you guys improvising yes. and then yeah. you wrote well, it? Well, I mean, if you think about that, what I just said, like we must have done thirty drafts in those two years, three years, we yeah, watch it over and over again, and we would we would you know workshop it and read the scenes and and you do live readings and stuff. Well, just amongst around the table with the yeah, five of us. Yeah, you know I mean? oh, wow. And and so then you know, 
so no, there was there's very little improv in that movie. Wow, really? Very little. One of the finest moments of comedy ever. I I sound like I'm exaggerating, yes. but I'm honestly not. Yes. The, you re- you rewound this on uh, on uh, Mad Men the the elevator scene yeah, yeah, yeah. eight times. Yeah. The first time I saw the timing of your friend Steve. Yeah. Uh, t- no, it's not Steve. He throws the he throws the maple syrup bottle and he hits your nemesis right. in the face. Right. And right. then he sits down, and another bottle right. comes before he can hit. Before the- he can sit down. It's right. Unbelievable! I may have thrown those bottles. Is that right? Well, they were from off camera, right? It's from off camera. From off camera, we. I'm the off camera thrower for broken. (laughs) Ah, empty maple syrup bottles. The timing of it is so unexpected that the first time I saw it, I lost my mind. It's one of those like magical little moments. (laughs) I can't believe you were restrained to only a couple takes and managed to get. Yeah, he's so mad. He's telling them to stop clowning around. And then he gets hit again. And it's it's unbelievable. It reminds me of Arrested Development, which you were on. Yeah, uh, where. uh, where uh, uh, Jason Bateman is sitting in the chair and he keeps leaning in chairs and falling, uh-huh, okay. and then later it's it's all before the it's in the cold open, and then he sits in another chair and it falls immediately, right? You know, and, and he goes, "Oh, this one's going too." Just, there's just something funny about like the timing of things coming together so perfectly in yeah, the film, yeah. and that's one of those. And moments. those are the, the ones you put in, you know, like that when that shit happens, you put it in, right? Because it's so beautiful. You knew it happened. Yeah, you call cut. Everybody laughed really yeah, hard. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. If somebody yeah. had laughed and ruined the take, that would have been a nightmare because that well, is yeah. That'd be a bummer. A perfect. I love that moment so much. Yeah. So it was real maple syrup. Was real maple syrup. And did well, you, we tried. We based? tried to do iced tea, but it didn't look good. It didn't, no, it didn't look as uh, thick. <laughs> gross. <laughs> it is thick and gross. Yeah. So how many takes are we doing? Where we chug? They probably who was it Rabbit who was chugged it Jay the whole and thing? Eric. Yeah, Rabbit and Thorny, and they chugged like I, I would say they probably chugged like a bottle and a half each, maybe two bottles each, something like that. Yikes! It's terrible. What what are the ramifications of chugging? <laughs> I'll tell you. I didn't know it until I had it. I did it later on. But like, uh, they chugged that thing, and then like, it was like lunchtime, and they were like, "Where's Jay? Where's Jay? Nobody could find Jay, you know." And I popped into his trailer, and he was in the trailer on the ground, in the dark, shivering in like a fetal position. Uh- <laughs> like what's going on? He goes, I don't know. It's like because of you, the syrup? it's like the sugar and and then it just goes right through you. You shit out syrup. Yeah. You're like a tree at that point. Yeah, and I, I didn't like a couple years later we did I think it was the release of the DVD or the Blu-ray or whatever it was. We did uh, uh, uh Olivia Munn show, G4 or whatever, uh-huh. Attack of the Show. Or uh-huh. And she thought it'd be great, or whoever thought somebody thought it'd be great, let's do a syrup chug. And we're like, no, no, oh. we're not gonna do it. Jay's like, no way. And she's like, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. And we're like, not, we're not going to do it. The sugar thing is terrible. So we get there, and they had gotten sugar-free syrup. Oh, no. That was their answer to it. Let's do sugar-free syrup. So I go, okay. So we, we did it. We each oh. chugged a pint of, oh. of syrup. And we're like, we're like, uh, we're like in, uh, in Hollywood somewhere. And, and one guy's driving the valley, and one guy, I'm driving the west side. <laughs> and about like 20 minutes after the thing, we start calling each other. I was like, are you okay? He's like, no, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. Me either. I don't know either. Like, everything was moving. It was like, you know, like you, a volcano. Of shit. Of shit. Of or lava. syrup shit. Yeah. And, I, and every, we got home. It was syrup. And I, and I ran into my bedroom. I just sat down. Blah, exploded. Everyone's on their various toilets around Los Angeles exploding. Oh. <laughs> and then we texted Olivia Munn. Who, do you know who Olivia Munn is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, a love, uh, she's a beautiful woman. Yep, yep. And she said, uh, we said... Are you having the same problems with you? She said yes, but this is what I'm doing. And then she sent us a picture of pancakes in her toilet. Well, no, she had to shoot like some thing where she's in a bikini, 
and she sent us a picture like we're all on our toilets and she's shooting a bikini thing oh shit so she had it much worse than we did oh shit yeah that's impressive uh, very impressive and horrible something else about super troopers that's pretty real yeah and gritty is you and I, I asked you about this when we did that audition is that you actually made yourself puke I did which I think is really gross I did it how was. did you do that I don't like we had always talked about you know it's the scene where at the like yeah it's co- towards the end of the movie third act third act nobody makes it to the third act and um uh yeah my character Farva is uh, puking in the uh, in the in the banquet bathroom because uh-huh. he, he drank too much uh huh and um, but we said you know if we're gonna do this like. It's just a little pet peeve I have. Like, you know when you see someone vomit, like, in a movie, it's like they fill their mouth with, like, soup. And, right. <laughs> uh, and you, you can always tell it's coming because yeah. they're yeah. walking with Plah. their mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their mouth is open. And we, and we were like, dude, if we shoot this movie, we got to vomit for real. Yeah, okay. 35-millimeter film. Put it on 35-millimeter film. Vomit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so real we vomit. vowed that we would do it. And you did. And, and it's so on we the, did. It's on the DVD extra, I yeah. believe, where you're pulling your trigger. Yeah. Which I tried to do once when I was uh, on Mushrooms and having a bad At Gordon time. College? Never did Mushrooms at Gordon College. Okay. That would have been wild. Okay. That would have been wild. Okay. It's a religious school. Oh, it is? Yeah. I, what I, religion? Uh, regular. <laughs> As opposed to uh, irregular? Any of the other ones. Uh, okay. pro- Protestant? Protestant Christian? Okay. okay. Did, were you raised religious? Uh, yeah, I, w- I went to an all-boys Catholic school. Okay. High school. Catholic guys always, school. always seem a little bit well-adjusted. There seems mm-hmm. to be a distance to me. Really? You guys carry on the guilt. You tell me. I don't, but people do. Some people do, yeah, but then a lot, a, do. a lot of people that I talk to that grew up Catholic are like, I realized very young that these, these are just stories, and then you just kind of like smoke cigarettes behind the church. Right, and then move on. And then move on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, retain some of the structure, some of the ceremony, which right. seems kind of harmless. Yeah. You know, you're, are your kids baptized? No. Interesting. Bone of contention. With whom? The my, wife? My father. With your father? Yeah. yeah. Your fucking father. Now, my wife, she couldn't care less. You go, That's excellent. Uh, but your dad is the hardcore Catholic and wanted yes. his kids yeah. dipped in the water. Yeah. And you stood up to that. Uh, I think that puts you I in was more of like a, eh. And my wife was kind of like, nah. And I was like, eh. Really? Yeah. You're in a minority. I think, I think so because we like every like two years we have the argument again. Again? Yeah. You're supposed to do it at, at, at infancy. I know, but you. Can but then do you got to get them confirmed and stuff. So yeah, you're, but no, you I'm see, this is a difficult thing. I've been married, so yeah. I know you're not married anymore. Not married anymore. What happened? Pete? Bring up to speed. Religious school. Married the first girl I fucked. We were married six years. She cheated on me. Fucked some other guy, and now I am this guy. <laughs> How long ago did the, did the marriage end? How long ago? <laughs> four years ago. Four and a half years ago. Okay. So I'm doing good. Do you keep in touch? I've never talked to her. Really? Not since. I'm thinking about emailing her. Really? Yeah. Why? Be- because because you want to have sex again. I really hello, just want to really get my Sorry. face down there. <laughs> oh, I don't want to fuck her. I, I want to eat her out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking filthy show. The memories I have. <laughs> no, no. Oh, so you're a divorcee. Uh, isn't that weird? But, uh, you know. I weird was, sexy, Pete. I was 22. Ooh, I was 22. I was a, ki- I was a baby boy. Yeah. You sure. know what I mean? So sure. like, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like it counts. When okay. I, when I, uh, when get, it happens again. Mm, then it's for real. Then it's for real. Then it'll be for real. Yeah, yeah. I honestly got married because I was like, uh, moving to Chicago to do improv. Yeah. I was like, and you don't live in with a whore of Babylon. Let's make this a fish. <laughs> right. Let's make this a fish. And that's right. what we did. No engagement, no ring. What Was she a, a comic person also? Was no, she a comedy thing? She was my poor uh, supporter. She was my mommy wife. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, take care of me. I'm, yeah, do, sure. I'm doing something scary. You have a job. I, I'm you a, have a job. Yeah, yeah. I'll, sure. I'll work at Bennigan's, but really... 
you know, it, it's kind of, you're, she was breadwinning, yeah. and then we were living off my parents, embarrassingly, quite a bit as well, right? Uh, Jay style, and then uh, and then and then it didn't work and did out. Did she? Should I stop asking? No, please. Did she sleep with someone that you knew? I did know him, and I liked him actually. Okay. I'm not saying that to be a good sport. When okay. when uh, they worked together, and I used to whenever I'd go to functions, I would always hang out with that guy. Okay, and then he he stopped doing that. That was the first time like he stopped hanging out. And talking to me because he felt too shitty about it. And with that, before you knew he's before I knew, okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But they didn't, you know, a couple things that they did right. If you want to leave your <laughs> leave your spouse, okay. and fuck somebody else, look on the bright side. Honestly, uh, they they only did it four months. You know, it wasn't okay. like years and years. I was just watching crimes and misdemeanors, the, like okay. two year affairs, right. these things that get super complicated. That's really humiliating. Sure. At least I just had four shitty months where I was like, "What the fuck?" My wife and I were barely sleeping together, right. and I was just like, "What is going on?" You know, and then and then it ended. Right. And that that really is a courtesy to right. not draw it out and just shoot me in the back of the head. Execution. Style. Sure. Please just do it. If I can get it over with, make right. up your mind. These are courtesies you can do when breaking up with somebody. <laughs> it's true. It's crazy, but it's true. So. Where where were we? I don't know. We're talking about your love life. Yeah, how did that happen? You son of a I bitch. I turned the tables oh, on you. But, okay, so I was married. What I was saying was okay. when you're dealing with two families and you're dealing with religions and stuff, uh, right. boundaries and patterns are set at the beginning. If you had baptized your firstborn, yeah. guess what? You just sign up for every other one. Sure. And you just sign up for confirmation and first communion. I don't know if those are the same things. Yeah. No, uh, they're not. They're not but and, yes. and Catholic school potentially. And, and just like uh, why can't you – they're baptized. These are Catholic children. Right. And I'm going to speak to them as such. And I'm going to teach them the Catholic gospel and all that sort of stuff. But you, again, I think in a minority, I used to yield. I used to be like they want uh, – we didn't have kids, but they yeah. would want this and I would yield to them. And then I realized you lose your power as a couple. Right, right. When a, when a man and a woman get married, it's your responsibility, I think, to establish yourself as a new entity that's stronger than your parents. I know, right, that, right. I know that sounds crazy and sure. obvious, but a lot of people, I think, kind of maybe make that mistake. I know I did. Yeah. Where I was still taking orders from my mother because I'm a mama's boy, right. and really I'm supposed to you go. You were not a sovereign nation. Exactly. We were supposed to go. We're Sweden. I'm right, sorry. Right. Get out of here. Right. This she, she's got it from here. This is the new woman. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry to say that, but <laughs> right. that's true. Right. Not not beat it, but like get out of this room. You know what I mean? You right. don't belong in this room. Go out into the parlor. Sure. There are mint juleps. <laughs> so you did that. So I'm well, kind of, of I, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's impressive. I did. It wasn't it wasn't um, antagonistic in any way. Or no good. It was, I mean, uh, good. It was a healthy uh, conversation that we had recently about it. How what, how old are these kids? Your uh, my oldest is eight. Okay, eight, six, and three. Three. Yeah, the funniest number. Three is the funniest number. How's that middle one doing? Acting, Great, acting out. A little bit lit cigarettes. At she's now she's she's a little bit more of the artiste. Artiste, yeah, so dancer, sweet. singer, that kind of a thing. Really, yeah. It's weird that you can see it young. Yeah, right. You're like, yeah. oh, you have that performer bug. Yeah, because my the oldest one is more of a wise ass. She's a total wise ass. Are these all girls? Girl, girl, boy. Girl, girl, boy. Yeah. Did you ever run into that weird open stereotype that we have in this culture where it's like, ah, oh, boy, nice. Hey, Kevin, nice. Oh yeah, that still goes on. That it's one of the few remaining in my in my perception. I don't have kids, but people are very open about boy, nice. Oh yeah, no, my friend Steve Lemmy, he just had a boy maybe six six seven months ago, and that's when he runs into other people. It's like, boy, yeah, way to go, and girl, meh. <laughs> Right, I'm like I, I know I really the, like my girl. Although I'll tell you this honestly, yeah, I went girl, girl, and then I went for the boy, <laughs> intentionally. He's like, when I have another kid, I'd like to have a boy. 
Right. It's when you sque- boom you nailed it. You squeeze your own butt while you're coming. <laughs> Is that how you? Get and the then boy? you tube the toothpaste into the <laughs> vagina. You got to take it out and tube it into it. And that's how you get the boy. That's how you get a boy every time. I didn't know that. My dad said something gross to me where he goes, "I knew the one that got you." <laughs> Isn't that what gross? Does that mean? Meaning he knew the orgasm that was well, sure. the conception. Think, but we know that. What do you mean we know that? I think I think you can tell when that is. You mean because it's a massive load or something? Well, no, because, because I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. By that time... You are life, the weird dad. You're no, my you're dad. Not having, no, you're not having sex like 20 times a week. Oh, you know I what I'm see. Saying? I see. Like you can narrow it down. Oh, that one was at halftime of the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. Okay, so... Okay. Like you could pinpoint that shit. Well, let's go back to... Your All right, mar- what were you talking about? Let's talk... Well, I, I don't oh. care, but I'm taking it back to the marriage. Okay, okay. Uh, sex is important. Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. Still boning? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think about that. What, what makes some, going back to me, I'll open yeah. up it. Yeah. I hope that you Hit will. Me. Hit me. Uh, what's humiliating when, when your wife leaves you is there is that implication of like, yeah, you're not very good in bed, are you? Right. There, it's, it's you never, were not pleasing her in some way. It's, it's weird. There was a, I saw the movie Troy. It was around the time of the divorce. Love movie. that movie. Brian Cox. Did you love that movie? Brian Cox. Brian Cox. That movie. Your friend dies. I did. I think I'm... I may have been the only guy who loved that movie. Well, then you, do you remember the line Brad Pitt says to uh, whoever? I don't remember anybody else in the movie. Right. He says something about, like, uh, you couldn't satisfy your woman. That's why she left you or something. Right, right, right. And I remember seeing that and being like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's my, true. My dick going into my body. <laughs> right. Just, like, never to come back. Never to come back. Uh, so that's one of the humiliation things that when you tell somebody that your wife left you, you're, there, okay. there's a, a little bit of a, oh. Okay. Because sex is important. It's a, sure. It's, it can be one of the glues. Well, why wouldn't you think it was someone like, you know, I wasn't funny enough? Like maybe something like that. Or, no? Uh, I actually think the main problem in the relationship was that I didn't know the real her and I didn't care. Uh, okay. That's what sad. You wanted a mom. I wanted a mommy. Right. I wanted, I wanted a Fran Drescher, a nanny. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted someone to take care of me and to usher me through comedy, and I didn't make the necessary effort to really see a person. Okay. That's tricky shit. Yeah, sure. It's tricky shit. Especially for a young guy at that age. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm barely keeping my own life together. It, it, right. It's a bold thing to be like, and I'll also know you. I, don't know, I didn't even know myself yeah, at I, the time. I didn't get married until I was like 33 or whatever. So. That's how old I am. There you go. The most uh, successful marriages are between the ages of twenty nine and thirty nine. Is that right? Yeah, I'm later. Okay. A little bit later. I'm still. I'm still. Yeah, you're in the. You're in the window. I'm still going strong. How long you been married? Uh, 10, 11, 11 years. Nicely done, man. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. huge. You also look incredibly young. Because thank I just you. Did the math. Thank you. You do. Thank you. You're looking great. Thank you. Feeling great. Thank you. You still have. It's your... on my Wikipedia page. It is. How old I am? It definitely is. Uh, still have your hair too. Thank you. That's a big one. I know. That's also this is my this is like my Irish hair. It's not going anywhere. Oh, I'm also Irish. Yeah. Are, are we? Good. Are we mix? <laughs> are we mix? I'm trying to be offensive for fun. Do it. Are they known to keep the old hair? Uh, I think there are those you know guys who like when you're you know you have that shock of white hair. Right. Like, <laughs> like Roger. Ruddy Sterling. nose. Yeah. Shock of white hair. <laughs> White hair, yeah, yeah. fucking perfect. Yeah. So okay, so you've been married eleven years. Yeah. So you and your wife have been around the barn a few times. <laughs> Tell me about. Are it. you you're not uh, bored? Tell me about your relationship. Tell me about what it's like to be a comedian. Yeah. And maintaining a wife because that's something I'm very interested in. We're weird here. Let me throw some things at yeah. you. We're weird. We're a little bit narcissistic. We're creative. Yeah. I know I have ups and downs. I am depressed today for no fucking reason. Well, even though I'm here. 
You do well. This is great. I feel like Letterman today. I'm like, these are the only two hours I'm happy today because I'm driving around. <laughs> the radio's making me tear up. I don't right. know why. Why? What's the matter? I period? don't know why. It's it, well, it's the man period. Man. I actually do have a theory that there's like that there such a seasons that I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. I don't know what's going I think on. Exactly. I think that's too true too. You just won't. Well, especially with creative people, yeah. I have to go. Especially Irish. I love a good melancholy. Okay. I love a good like. I kind of enjoy. I don't go, I'm depressed. I'm going through a depressing feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go through the mire with my shock of hair shock and enjoy hair. it. Yeah. Because on the other side of it, that fuels me to want to win crowds over. That fuels me to want you to okay. like me and okay. for this to go well. Because yeah, yeah. I want it to salve my ongoing, undiagnosed, un- inappropriate anxiety. Right, right. Yeah, do you have that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I have that as much. I don't know if I have that as much. Maybe I did when I was younger. Yeah. I was your age. Yeah, I just felt you fight the urge to say when I was your age. I was your age. You ever date a younger girl? And I, I, I don't even fight it. I just go, when I was your age, I just yeah. do it. No, I don't, my wife is my age, and I never have that problem. So. Nicely done. No, I think it's the good thing for me. Like, she's not in the business. Like, she's, okay, got, good. she's got a way busier life than me. What is her job? She's an OBGYN. I was going to ask if she was a doctor. She's a doctor. Because this is the thing. This hasn't come up on the show in a while. It used to come up all the time. We were, me and my friend TJ were always hypothesizing okay. that a good uh, – it doesn't matter if it's a comedian uh, or whatever, but anybody that's into their work. Yeah. And is it safe to say, Heffernan, that you are into your I work? Am. I am. Passionate about it? Yes. You also have some pretty serious needs met by it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it yeah. fulfills you. Absolutely. Yeah. Similarly, yeah. Roger Sterling said, yeah. when this job is good, it meets all your needs. Yeah. And he's yes. like, believe me, I that's know. Why I, that's why I, I, I wanted to just go do stand-up. Tell me why. Well, because, I mean, in this business, I feel like you spend a lot of the time, you spend like 85% of the time trying to work, yeah. trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Like pitching something or, what you know, what, going on an audition, whatever trying, it is. Trying, trying, yes. And like, and like, you know, 15% of the time you're working, 85% of the time you're not working. Yes. And it's annoying. And I, I know now what you're saying. And yep. so like, and so with stand-up, I can just go work when I want to work. You could work and tonight. I've, yeah. And I work and I get a paycheck and I go home. And, you know, it's like it becomes frustrating sometimes in this business, boo-hoo, that, that that's the way it is. Because you want to make people laugh and you want to uh, tell stories and you want to do that kind of shit. I think of this all the time. Yeah. I was in the car coming here and I saw a guy who was crossing the street and he didn't look like he was doing too well and he looked familiar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think that's an actor and he looks like he's hit a lean time. Because for, for actors, I don't sympathize. Yeah. I know I do sympathize because they're like, they work really hard and they hit something. Even, yeah. even if it's big. You, for example, you guys, I know you're only as good as your next movie. Yeah. Whereas every college you play, they're like, this guy's a fucking movie star. You guys yeah. are in movies. But you know it's a business. You got to build it to the next thing. Will we make the next yeah. thing? When? What will the numbers be? What will the money be? So like with stand-up, it's a, it's a reassuming of the power. Yeah. You're going, you're I'm a creative person. Yeah. I'm a funny person. And I want to deliver that directly to an audience tonight. Yeah. And if I think something's funny today... Right, I can go up tonight and do the joke, as opposed to like waiting for ten. Right, pitching it yes. and getting some three people to make decisions. Right, and, you know, studio I mean, notes. Yeah. Can this? Yeah. Uh, we don't know if the name Favre sounds wrong yeah. or whatever, yeah. and, or that we change the it. title of the movie. You know, did, whatever did, it is. Did yeah. you have to change the title of the movie? Super. No, although you know what, I think we got. It was funny because after we sold to them, that that's always like the standard thing. It's like you go to a new agent, like change your headshots. You know, you go to mm-hmm. uh, you go to uh, a. Uh, studio they like changed the title of the movie and they gave us like like four or five pages of just titles for super troopers like other ha, titles ha. and we're just it's hysterical you like, should frame that in your I, home somebody has it somewhere but there's like 
speed bumps. <laughs> well, that's what they say. They sh- they say when you go into pitch for somebody powerful, you need to give them a bad title or give so them something so it. they can change yeah. it. Yeah. And then you go, well, what about super troopers? And you make them think that they thought of it. Yeah. What is Ooh. what is Dick Bear? Dick Bear, what's that? Your Dick Bear story. When I emailed you after our audition. Oh, my Dick Bear story? Oh, that's from, uh, <laughs> that is from um, Super Troopers. Tell me what it is. I don't um, remember. Well, in, Su- in Super Troopers, I don't know if you remember, like there's a scene where I'm naked and covered in powdered sugar. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that scene. <laughs> and uh, it's, there's kind of an inadvertent full frontal nudity in it. <laughs> it wasn't meant to happen, and then it was, it was an accident. And then accidental full front. It was accidental full frontal. <clears throat> but we, you know, we shot the scene, and, and um, you know, I did the nudity. And, and <laughs> I did the nudity. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, with women, I, it's like... The the it's like the quintessential whatever it's the it's the cliche story like you get a woman to do nudity in your movie then she shows up on the set and then she won't do it right you have to talk her into it right and, she, and it's a fight right right well with guys I feel like it's a little bit opposite because like they don't want you to do it well no it's so ma- you're so ma- you're trying to be like so macho if somebody's like hey you do nudity yeah sure dude I'll do it you right you right. show your dick yeah bro sure I don't care right so like it was one of those situations. I was trying to be a tough guy. I'm naked, doing this. I'm covered in powdered sugar, and then like the camera catches my dick, and then we're in the editing room. Me and Jake's we're editing the movie, and he's like, "I think we should put the dick in." It's like, "Don't put the fucking dick in." You know, you're fighting about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Why do you want the dick in?" Okay, put the dick in. All right, so the dick's in. But you didn't know the dick was in. Um, so you didn't. When we it. were shooting, yeah. like he wasn't supposed to, and this is why girls did. put like tape on their nips and stuff. Yeah, I mean, make. we probably should have done that anyway, but like. We didn't know what the, we didn't know what we were doing. Right. We were just this is like the first like big movie we made. It's in like go, let's in, do it. In goes the dick. Yeah, it's like method. I'm naked. Yeah. And so uh so we did the we did the thing and um so I was like, you know, I I, I ended up being kind of uncomfortable at it, but I I pretended I was comfortable at it and then I did it and now, you know, whatever, I'm fine with it. But uh a couple a couple years later after Super Troopers came out, we got a um I got an email from a friend of mine. And this friend of mine, he uh, he's a gay guy, and he's a bear lover. Like he's a bear. Oh, right. like you know, like guys who. Look, it's like a subset of gay guys. They like like big hairy dudes. Yeah, yeah, like right. Al from Home Improvement. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, uh, he's like, "Hey, man, um, I uh, I subscribe to this bear website, <laughs> and every day I get like a picture, and it's called the Bear of the Day. It goes out to all the bears, and it's of like a big, and bear lovers. Yeah, it's a big gay hairy naked dude, <laughs> and we send them around to each other. And he and I was like, oh, cool. And he said. I'm writing to congratulate you because today you were the bear of the day. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, it's the still from Super Troopers. Like somebody grabbed the still from Super Troopers and it's you naked, covered in powdered sugar. And you're the bear of the day. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I was like, what? How, how many people saw this picture? And he's all oh, thousands, thousands of people on the thing. And so that, that was the day that I, did you I read found the, out that I was like a gay icon. Did you read the comments? Uh, no, what? There's got to be comments. No, he or never something. said. No, because you know what? We were shooting Club Dread at the time when it happened. So we were in Mexico, and he just sent me the picture. But no, there was no. It was like a, just an email. Oh, like okay, an email. okay, okay. That's great. You, you click on the email, and the picture pops up. Yeah, know? bear of the day. And so I was the bear of the day. You're the bear of the day. I'm glad I remembered to ask you about that. So your wife's an OBGYN. She's an OBGYN. Here's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. she's also passionate about her work. Absolutely. Like she's into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she gets exhausted. To- yes. OBGYN totally. or is Vag Vag right? It's Vag babies. Babies. She's, she's Cliff Huxtable. Vag and babies. Does she deliver no, them? 
Is Cliff oh was the wife? Okay, yeah, or Cliff. Cl- yeah. Cl- Cliff. Cliff was the OBGYN. Cliff he delivered him in the basement, right? He had like an office down there. He did have an office, <laughs> but I feel like that's where you set up the delivery oh. and you did the delivery oh. at the hospital. Are you sure about that? Interesting. Uh, did your wife deliver her own baby? <laughs> yeah, like a <laughs> yank them out. Just a sky hook down yeah. there. I got it. Did she have a mirror and assist? No, well, she does. I mean, you know, and that was the funny thing. Like, like you, you have not had one yet, but you will. Yeah. And I think people get really nervous. Like, because you don't know. You don't know. And guys don't know what to do, and they get very nervous. And for me, it could. I couldn't have been less nervous. Really? Well, because she's an expert. Oh, sure. Like she knows everything. Like we. We'll be in the um, – we were in the delivery room and she's like, you know, telling people what to do. Right, right, like, right. Don't right. do that there. Put that there and blah, blah, blah. And she got her legs up in the stirrup. And, you're like, and I'm like flipping through a magazine, you know. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Let me know when it's over. Just another day in the office. Yeah. Did she get like epidural? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. It would be interesting if she – did she not do some of the things she told her patients to do? Uh, I, I, I no. want to scoop. No. I think she was – she's pretty, you know, straightforward and like you should do this. I mean, you know, she, she definitely got an epidural. Yeah. No, yeah. they, there's that uh, new case being made for midwives. And totally, there's water and people births. don't want it. But here's, and I've I've seen this happen. Hmm. But like, and I've talked. But like, you say no epidural, and then you're in it, and you're like, and you say, give me a yeah, 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 epidural, yeah, yeah, and then it's yeah, too yeah. late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too scary. Yeah. If I were a lady, epidural. Right. Yeah, I'm me getting too. the epidural. Me too. Totally. Aren't you glad? I got nothing to prove. Aren't you glad you're not for that reason? I am. I think about that all the time. It's one of the I things am. that can happen to you, Katie. You can get a baby blown up you, and then you have that, and you do get the you do get the, you get the closeness and stuff. But I think that's one of the weird things that's always going on in our brains is men know that we're the blowers of the baby and not the 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 incubating yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, so that's a weird catchers thing. Isn't that traditionally a male field? Is it what uh, OBG? Not anymore. Not it anymore? Was, I mean, it was just because I think it was, but like I remember. My my wife, like in her class or in her residency class, there was like twelve women and one guy, and really? the, there was just one guy, and he was the one guy. It kind of makes sense. You it want, totally you, makes. You sense. want a male urologist? Yeah, you I want, want a male fart doctor. And right? Is that a real thing? The fart? Because well, women don't know about farts. No, like the way guys do. they just get that soundless breeze down. Yeah, there. like if I'm gonna have a fart problem, I'm gonna go to a guy. <laughs> if you have a vagina problem, you should go to a woman. Absolutely. And a, and a urologist needs to have a deck. And I want my makeup people to, to wear be makeup? women. Yeah. Tr- <laughs> okay. Traditionally, you ever get like a real rough dude putting on your makeup at a yeah. shoot? Yeah. It's like, it's like a salad. You can tell when a guy made a salad because it's so pragmatic. <laughs> like the t- tomato is just like cut in half. There's yeah. just like two halves of a tomato. You're like, technically this is a salad, but this there's is no definitely finesse made. to it. There's no <laughs> finesse. Give me a little bit of a finesse. Uh, okay, so tell me, tell me about uh, you're you're doing stand up now, and you've been doing it three yeah. years, and you love it. I do. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. Like we we uh, it was about three years ago, and um, uh, I can't remember. Well, Broken Lizard, we did a tour. We did like a forty city tour, mm-hmm. and we were going to do like a sketch tour, and we started doing it, and then realized, you know, we started each doing like a little bit of stand up, and it was fun, you know, and it was like. I mean, it was different than the days when we would have to like go like walk around and hand out like flyers, get people to come to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like you realize that you actually had fans and wherever, and, and they're know, showing up. Yeah, in Ohio and whatever, and they're coming to see you. And so it was, it was a blast. And so we started doing more stand up because it got to be kind of a pain in the ass to bring all the sketch crap around. Like we went out in the Super Troopers uniform, right? And the Beer Fest uniform, right? All that stuff. And so f- we kind of got into it, and then slowly we would do more and more stand up. And then when that tour ended, uh. Steve Lemmy and I were kind of like, let's keep 
doing it. Let's keep, uh, you know, like you realize you're not with everybody, and, not with everybody, but you guys want to. Well, go no, out. it's just because the other guys didn't want to. Like, uh, like I think Paul Soderich just had a baby. He wanted to take a break, and Jay was directing a lo- like a lot of TV, mm-hmm. and so he, he just didn't have the f- the freedom to do it, and so. Uh, you know, so you, like, do let's two, go do you do a two man show. Are you co headlining? Is that what we're talking? Uh, well, no, we do we do some like two two man bits together too. Like okay. we'll do we'll do some two man comedy, some stories, and then uh, each guy will do like like a half an hour solo. Okay, so we'll do like I'd say we do like probably twenty minutes to a half an hour together, and then each guy do half an hour solo, and so the show's about eighty eighty five minutes. And do you swap the order, or is it always who closes? He closes now. Oh shit. well, actually, actually, <laughs> I used to close, and then and then he had a great story that we always thought was a great closer. Oh, that you couldn't was it not so much that you couldn't follow it as it was like this is like that's the way no, to end it's the just show. a good it's a good way to end the show. It's like a super trooper. It's a story about making super troopers. It's very funny, mm-hmm. and um, and it's about like getting pulled over by a cop. And I'm not going to tell his story. And yeah, I'll let him tell it. Kind of. And we're gonna, actually we're going to shoot. We're shooting it in San Francisco next month. So. You're shooting the story. We're shooting the show. So it'll be a special, like a oh, DVD. Oh, cool. For DVD. For That's DVD. great. What's yeah, it yeah. called? Oh, you don't know yet. The show. Hmm? The show. I don't know. Do you want to plug the show? No, man. Well, that's what we're shooting. We're shooting the stand-up, our stand-up show. It's already sold out, I mean. I mean, you could plug it oh, to oh, oh. people. No, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's sold out. We'll be at the, we're, at, we're doing the punchline in San Francisco. Oh, that's Have you ever where been I did there? my album. You did? It's a great, it's a great place to record. Tell, tell me, because we, we were debating like... A small venue. We like, kind of wanted to do a small venue. It is a small venue. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Like the like kind of purple onion kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And just because our, our show is like very kind of like there's a lot of interaction with the audience and it's fun. Like it's good to have like a place where you're drinking. Like we drink beers with people. Right, and, right, right. So we're looking for like a smaller place and uh, and we had a show scheduled right at the punchline. We're like let's do it there. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Did you? I think you'll be happy with it. Did you like it? It's a gr- oh yeah, it's great. I would do it again. And w- and you recorded audio? Did you record, did you record video? No, it's just audio. Okay. It's just audio. But you're going to be shooting it film style. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll use little, real little, not right. real little uh, HD cams. Right, I understand. Not yeah, like yeah. a crane. Yes, it, no w- crane it wouldn't, it wouldn't would hold fit. it. You'd have to do it at Cobb's or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's. I, it's but a, I've never it's done that. We did two shows at Cobb's. I've never done punchline before and so we thought it'd be kind of a very nice intimate like thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we're gonna shoot it it's it's, uh june 7th 8th and 9th great that's exciting june 7th 8th 9th that's great we're gonna shoot it so So. i'm always curious about working with an ensemble yeah versus the solo thing it seems to me like you like the idea of working alone like that uh no actually i i like like Steve and I talk about like how it's fun to travel around with two guys. Yeah, that's true. Like it's better than like I did a weekend without him. Like I was in like Louisville or something, and like it's like Saturday afternoon, and you like mm-hmm. sitting in your hotel room. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, I found it to be a little bit depressing. I, I I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. I've been on the road, and I'm on the road every weekend yeah. this month. And then I have a couple. Where weekends. are you going? Then? Why don't you plug your show? Because uh, I don't know when this comes out, and I plug all my shows at the beginning. Okay, good. it's it's Good. it's really weird Good. because okay. I want the weirdos to come out. Okay, but like lately, I, it, like it's 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 a mixed blessing. I was just in uh, I was just in Atlanta for the Laughing Skull, which was great. Okay. And then on the first day, Thursday, you get in and you spend half the day traveling. It's no big deal. You yep. go and do one show, you hang out. It's kind of the best. Yeah. One show, you meet all the other comedians and you have fun. Yeah. Then uh, Friday during the day, you typically do radio in the morning, come back, sleep, get up, yep. eat. Then it's the second show. Right. Then uh, you do a, a late show the late and then show. you hang out again. Right. Then Saturday is when it starts to get a little old. Yeah. You like <laughs> yeah. like most people, I actually said this to my therapist today, would be happy at the idea like 
you have to go out of town for five days, right. and all you have to do is an hour or two hours of work each right. night. Think of the reading, napping, yeah, work you get done, work you get done, yeah. just quiet time, just alone time. Right. I like to do word fasts where I don't really talk much, okay? Because I'm always talking, sure. fucking running my goddamn mouth. Right, so just keep it shut, keep it shut, and right. just go on a little walk. But then what ends up happening is like I stay in my hotel, yeah. I, I like get room service. Yeah, I watch movies. I nap sometimes twice. Yeah, yeah. And then you're you're like, oh, I'm acting <laughs> I'm acting like a depressed person. And then what happens is it kind of goes in reverse. I start acting like a depressed person, and then I start feeling like a depressed right. person. So I'm going to Salt Lake City tomorrow. Do you do the Sunday show? Because that's the and more then you do the depressing. Sunday show. That's even more depressing. I did a Sunday show. We stopped doing the Sunday show. Like no Sunday show. Sunday shows hard. Uh, late Saturday, like a third show Saturday's hard. These are yeah. hard shows. Yeah. And uh, it's not really for me about the money. It's about the shows. Like the money isn't really that great at my level. Yeah. So it's really just about like trying mm-hmm. to enjoy it and build some fans. So when you're just doing those shows where you feel like you're grinding it out, and I, Atlanta was great, but other times I can feel like you're just grinding it out. Yeah. It's kind of not worth it. You get that check at the end of the day, and you're right. like, I lost my voice, and I'm like fucking I'm depressed. Sad. Yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a vertigo of depression, right. and, and this, is, this is it. Uh, well, that's why, we, that's why like, I actually like going two-man. Yes. Well, because we, we motivate each other to work. So like on, that, on Saturday yeah. now, Saturday is the work day. Like we'll sit in the hotel and write together. That's for, brilliant. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing now is I'm bringing people with yeah, me. To I, do work. To, when I'm going to uh, Bloomington, Indiana, and I'm bringing Sean O'Connor and Chris. They are two friends of mine. Right. And are then, they going to perform or are they just they're gonna, your they're, chill guys? They're going to open. <laughs> okay. I'm not cool enough to bring an entourage. <laughs> but it's kind of like an entourage. Yeah. And then I can't be like I'm staying in the hotel all day. That's unacceptable. Yeah. We're going to go see the Avengers. Sure. I love that I can't be lured out That's of what my, we did. We did it last weekend in Tampa. We well, went to the Avengers. I brought... I brought a friend of mine, Andy Haynes, to open for me in San Diego, yeah. and that's when I saw Avengers. And that wasn't depressing. No. Steve Martin wrote in his book that he might not have quit stand-up if he, if he had realized that he could have brought friends with him. Yeah, yeah. Like that's one of the things that he realized. Yeah. And it's kind of killing me. That, I actually think, is why I'm tearing up to the radio and feeling kind of depressed. Because you have to go on the road by yourself? No, because I already was. Oh, I think okay. I'm, I'm still dealing with so that isolation. So next weekend you're going to bring somebody with you? or? Uh, well, I leave tomorrow, and I'm not bringing somebody so you're not, with me. So you're going to be in Salt Lake. Gonna be an SLC, but I'm going to make a concerted effort. I'm gonna I, like I have to do this. I'm it's hard. To, I'm gonna make a checklist, and it's gonna be like first of all, I don't want to drink too much. Like yeah. I get into this weird pattern where you oh, yeah. sleep way too much, yeah. and then to sleep again, you drink too much. Yep. To throw yourself back into the throat, right. more. Well, also, sleep. you're like after the show, you're you know you're hyped up. You're, you're hyped up. up and and exactly. You want to have a couple American next cocktails. Thing, you know, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, and you're getting out of bed the next day. Exactly. Whatever. We would go to bed at like five. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even that kind of guy. Yeah. And it, like they were like, let's do a 1 a.m. show at kind of like a local theater. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. because like you can't go home. <laughs> so it's these extremes. It's these weird – the life of a comedian, hotel, sitting on yep. your bed – Jerking off, yeah. watching a movie. Can't like the real sadness is when you can't even muster the attention to watch a movie. Like you're distracted, right. and your body's like, "Please, let's go for a walk and eat some celery." And you're like, yeah. "Nope, gonna override that order yeah, gonna and go just to sleep. Go, go back to sleep." Right. And then extreme, Get some wings. Ugh, extreme <laughs> socialness. Yeah. Where where you're at the show and you're yeah. so quote you're unquote on. socializing yeah. for a couple hundred yeah. people or whatever, mm-hmm. meeting the other comedians, and then you go out and drink and you try and uh, meet people from the town and have a good time, and then it's back. It's like lights on, social lights off, yeah. dead, yeah. just nothing, zero sadness, yeah. life, death, life, death, resurrection, <laughs> death, resurrection, death, and it's it's trying, yeah. 
And I just got an offer for another club, and I really want to do this club. I'm thinking about telling. It? Can you uh, tell me? Sure. You, it's, uh, and I'm going to do it. Can you tell me where it is? Can you reveal anything? It's actually the other. It's the Denver Comedy Works downtown. I'm, I just got an offer for that, too. Oh, maybe it's the same weekend. I don't know. But here's the, here's the great maybe thing. Maybe we can do it together. Yeah, let's do it together. Let's, let's I'm going there in July. Try headline. I'm also going there in July. July 19th? No, June. June. I'm going in July. June. I'll warm them up for you. Have, I've never been there. Is it cool? It's amazing. Amy okay, Schumer good. was there and I did guest sets and I did three minutes of material in eight minutes because it was just <laughs> cheering and screaming. Oh, it was unbelievable. Good. I love places great like that. Space. Yeah. Great space. Great space. Good. And I can't wait to go. And I'm going to go. And I'm thrilled to go. But it's like the one weekend I wasn't working. Right. And I'm like, ah, but they're letting me bring an opener. Okay. So then I'll be like, that'll be So you get a buddy and then you'll be... And Denver's a great town. Yeah. Denver! Denver! Yeah! That's Kyle, right? Your friend? TJ. Oh, Oh, you do know this. Oh, you're just calling Chicago. Somebody said Chicago. Chicago! Right. And I'm going back to Chicago. I got a lot. Got a lot. Me too. I'm going to Chicago too. When are you going? Uh, Are you going for the just July. No. No. I'm going the weekend after Denver. Really? Yeah. We're on the same path, man. I'm going to see your... That's always like a warm thing for me when I see the photo. Like, I'll see yeah. your photo on the wall. Yeah. And I'll go, I'm not alone. Yeah. And, and then you see him in the same places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go. Sometimes you shadow people. Yeah. There was a time when I was doing colleges and every week the guy before me was Pete Coriel or something. Or okay. Pete, no, Pete Lee. Pete Lee. And I was like, mm. you guys always double book your Pete's. Pete it, Pete, Pete, Pete right. it up. Actually... That's, you that, call that a repeat. Thank you very much, Thank everyone. you. Thank you. What did I say? Reconstructed chameleon. I huh? mean, come on. It, that, well, that wasn't right? the worst joke of the pod. <laughs> in fact, the last time that happened, very weird. That was the last time I was in Utah. So I'm going to try and be deliberate about Utah. Drink less, exercise. Well, they have, they have uh, lower alcohol beer. So be okay. That's true. That's true. And lower alcohol everything, I believe. Yeah. Everything is less. Yeah. Uh, a lot of morms. I love a good morm. A lot of, good, lot of morms. Love a good morm. Yep. Going to go to the temple. Do they laugh? Do the morms laugh at? Uh, in my experience, because I look like I'm Mormon, they enjoy <laughs> that. They're like, "This guy, what, what does that mean?" Us. I just look corn fed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of children of the corn. But you're from Massachusetts. I know. What's your hometown? But see, I, I would not Boston. What's your hometown? Lexington. But you see, I would say Lexington, but you'd think Kentucky. Most people do because I look corn fed. I was just in Lexington, Kentucky. See, doing stand up. Is that right? Yeah. Let's look at this fucking road dogs. Really? It's kind of killing me. It really, well, I'm, I'm glad it came up. What? What? The touring is kind of bothering me. Well, I, I, I think after long stretches, yeah. It's two great hours of awesomeness that yeah. I love. Yeah. And then, it's, and then there's 22 hours yeah, so of traveling like, and Jimmy bullshit. John's and... Jimmy <laughs> John's. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Ugh. Yes. What's your J-off policy before shows? J-off? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't really... Because remember Rocky like wouldn't jerk off before That's right. a boxing yeah. match? No, I don't... I don't uh... You like to keep the gun loaded? Yeah. Well, I don't... I don't care. Either way, I'll take it. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, no choice. I don't have a, I don't have a policy, really. What about eating? Do you, um, like to, you certainly don't want to be hungry, but you're not going to... Are you at the point... See, you're three years in... When I was three years in, yeah. and again, I know it's different because you've been doing comedy so long. But when I was three years in, I was very superstitious about when I would eat, no, how I'm much not. I would talk, all that sort of stuff no. before a show. You're just doing it. Yeah. Just go up and do it. Yeah, just do it. Do you have very, very – this is what I'm finding, very different shows, shows where they're great and they're clearly fans. And then it's just like yeah. these are just regular people who come to this club and we have to win them over from zero. Yeah. Like it, we, we were just at Caroline's in New York and that's – to that's me, what that's what it was like. I mean I – you know, <clears throat> I mean, certainly I'd say like half of them were, were our fans, and then the other half are like... But, but that, that other half has a lot of power to drag the other half down. Oh, absolutely. Down. And, you know, I, I was kind of like, who are these people? And, and yeah. you know, I was talking to my friends from, from New York, and they're like, God, I haven't been 
Times Square in like three years. So you yeah. realize like yeah. it's not anyone from New York. Right. It's like right, right, right. right. People walking by, or yeah. they want to pay for a Broadway ticket or something. I don't know what it is. Exactly, <laughs> you're 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 getting like uh, you know the the general population. I'm yeah. not putting them down, but they're not necessarily comedy fans. No, and you know what? I mean, I, I you know we have a weird hybrid thing anywhere, which is not you know it's not a pure stand up show. It's like we'll right. We spend you know, I'd say thirty five percent of the show telling stories, mm-hmm. funny stories about the movie. Which if you haven't seen the movies, you'll find them funny still, but. If you've seen the movies, then you really, really, really want enjoy to get them. Into it, yeah. and, and so well, there we, must be little cues in the show where you say, "I played a character named Farvra," and some shows yeah. everyone goes nuts, and some shows it's nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, and then <laughs> what you'll do is like we built it into the show where like then you'll f- try to find people in the crowd who haven't seen any of your movies. Like people will own uh, up to it, yes, and then you fuck with them a little bit, yes, and yes, have some yes, fun yes, with them yes, yes, and then and then it makes everyone feel good together, right, you know? right, right. That's fun, man. Yeah. What is? Are you guys working on a new thing? You just did slamming salmon. We did slamming salmon. Yeah. <laughs> slamming salmon. <laughs> it really uh, does me well that you own that. By, by the end, you, you started saying slamming salmon. Slamming salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was a choice not to put a G on that thing. Well, it rhymes Like on the more. poster, there's no... There's no... Slamming. Yeah, slamming. Slamming salmon. rhymes with salmon. Slamming salmon. Slamming salmon. Right. Yeah. Currently available on DVD. Yeah, okay. Um, Are you in the Director's Guild? I am good health insurance. I am. I am better than the Writers Guild. I've heard. Is it? I yeah. Go get a physical. I think it's about the same. Hmm? I think it's about the same. <laughs> with the Writers Guild and the Directors Guild. Oh, I've heard. I don't need to. I'm married to a doctor, bro. Oh, that's right. She check your vag every once. Yeah, in a while? she's a vag doctor. It doesn't really help me that much. You check your taint, your man. Veg. She does. She no. She no. She just she disses me. She doesn't. She doesn't want anything to do with me. Is that right? Well, I mean, I I, I thought that when I married her that. It would be cool, like, marrying a doctor. Right. You get the perks of marrying a doctor. Right. right. Literally perks. Yeah. But. Vikes. Yeah. Perks. But she's an OBGYN, so it's, unless I had a vagina, she doesn't care. Yeah. She doesn't, couldn't she's care got, less she's about She's got me. creams and ointments that you yeah. can't use. She couldn't even care less about Yeah. You could use arm, on your armpit, maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. She wouldn't even, you wouldn't give me time of day. You can get a yeast infection in your armpit. That's the second you time can? it's come up on the show. You can? Yeah. Ask your wife. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I will ask my wife. Let me ask you this: Yeah, does she find you funny? Yeah, she's into it. I think so. Yeah, funny fat guy. Yeah, she's she's definitely into it. Likes yeah. it. I mean, you know, is she funny? Yes. I mean, well, we've known each other for so long that it's more. It's probably more eyebrow or like eye roll <clears throat> out of her than. Uh, is that right? Because everybody so. knows the one book I've read. Uh, I only read Malcolm Gladwell books, and, a okay. couple, and there was the book uh, Blink. And in uh, in that book, uh, they talk about the main thing that breaks up relationships is contempt. Okay. And the main symptom, the main uh, manifestation of contempt is eye rolling. Really? So when I was married, I used to yell contempt, right? Okay. Meaning okay. like I caught you having contempt for me, and I was right. Huh. Ah! Holy shit. You put that theory to the test, I guess. I sure did. Uh, so but she's doing it as a joke for your, yeah, yeah, for yeah, your yeah, benefit. Yeah. It's yes. not like an involuntary. She's doing it for you. Yes. She wants you to see it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Religion, it's a, it's a little thing. That finance, contempt. Yeah, money problem. Is that what breaks people up? Y- yeah, I don't have a religious problem. Finance is okay. You, know, okay. you make similar money. Uh, yeah, I think I so. I know that's a weird question. But we fluctuate from year to year. That's good. You know, keeps it fresh. Yeah, on the toes. I mean, she works a lot of hours, so you know. right. That's weird. Who are, do you have? Some sort of Fran Drescher? Yeah, we got Fran Drescher. She comes by. <laughs> 
<laughs> takes care of the kids. Is she dating anybody? Because I need a, I need a new nanny. And I need a new nanny. You need a nanny. I need help. So you do have people that uh, help with the yeah. kids. Yep, absolutely. Yep, more yep. than one. Um, no, just one. Just one. Been with you since the first yep. job. Since the first one. Yep. Uh, Seven, eight years. Wow. She's Cl- nice. Close. Close. Are you close with her? Uh, I would say so. I mean, you know, yeah. Professionally close. Professionally close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I see her every day. Right. And a lot of times I'll be working at the house, so I'll see her. Right. She'll be, you know. You write, you, you don't have an office, you write from home. We've done different way. Like, we for, we had a deal at Warner Brothers for a few years, so we had an office there. Mm-hmm. And then for a little while we had a deal. We had a Warner, we had an office in Santa Monica. And then once we decided to do that road trip, which was like a year, we just dumped the office. Okay. Because nobody was going to be there. Interesting. So I pay the rent. You don't have. You don't find it hard sometimes. Uh, I, I believe it was Larry David who said it's important to have somewhere to go. I think that's true, though. And 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 when we stopped having our office, I was very adamant about that. Like, but now I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. We Skype a lot now. You know? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Barely. So like, you want to walk over? You want to drive over to the valley? Nah. Let's just Skype. Skype it up. Yeah. Skype it up. I'm as funny on Skype as as anything else. <laughs> Jokes cutting in and out. Yeah. I'm not getting that, Kev. You're frozen. Hold on. You're frozen. Yeah. Oh, let's work that in. <laughs> a lot of frozen jokes in the scripts. Well, we always end the show by talking about religion. I know. I know we, are we, we, is that what we're doing? We talk. Well, you know, it feels like the home stretch to me. Are we? Is it? Are we? I don't know. Did you call me are we? Are we? <laughs> well, I got a movie coming out. I got a movie coming out. Oh, you could tell me about that. And then you bring it to religion when you feel like okay. that's wrapped. Um, in August, I got a movie called The Baby Maker. The the baby maker. Yeah. The baby maker? The baby makers. Like there's a bay A and a baby. Bet B. Butt B? Baby. Butt B? Ba- butt B. Man pussy B O B G Y N and your wife's in it? Yeah. And she looks at your man pussy? Mm-hmm. That's what you made Is a that movie weird? about? It's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and she slams your salmon. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? What is it called? Baby It's called the Baby Makers. The Baby Makers. And, and it's, it's about um it's about a guy. Burners? Yeah. Really? It's about a guy who uh, uh, tries to have a, a baby with his wife and finds out he's shooting blanks. Uh-huh. And can't, then... Can't blow the babies up, Katie. And then remembers that he um, <laughs> donated a, a, a... He used to donate sperm to a sperm bank back a few years ago. And so he goes there to get his sperm, the good sperm, back. And uh-huh. they won't give it to him. Oh. And so he and his buddies plan an elaborate sperm bank heist. I was, I was just going to make that joke. A sperm bank robbery. That's the, that's the plot. That is amazing. Yeah, and so they, they try to steal his sperm back. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's good. That's, that's great. Who's yeah. in it? The Broke um, Liz? Uh, well, Jay directed it. Okay. And um, uh, it was a script that we uh, a buddy of mine wrote, and uh, we tried to get set up at a bunch of different places, and then ultimately uh, we got uh, – uh, we just got – raised the money and, and hooked up with this company and were able to make it. And, and you were uh, the man. I am the best friend. Best friend. The man is Paul Schneider. Do you oh. know who Paul Schneider is? Rob Schneider? Not Rob. Making sharky. Taller than Rob. Oh, okay. Paul Schneider. Paul Schneider. He was like, um, he's kind of like a big indie film guy. He was in uh, 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 Lars and the Real Girl. Okay, yeah. He was the brother. Yes. I, I love that guy. He's yeah, in, he was in one Parks of my favorite Rec, movies of all time. Which is? The assassination of, of Jesse. Yes, James. exactly. Yep, they got a noisy quim on account of they give the birth to the child standing up. Is that one he's of his lines? Or? Yeah, it's one of okay. his lines. He's yeah, he's awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I Just now arrived. Yeah, he's he's, he's got the a lead. big old pecker. So you'll Tell see that I movie. Does I will? Uh, I saw him last week in New York. 
He's amazing in that movie. Dick Little, he plays. Dick Little, you're right. He's amazing. He's great. He's a great actor. And he's great in Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. Plays the frustrated brother. The brother, in the yeah, movie yeah. Very Fantastic, well. yeah. He, so he knows Ryan Gosling. So this just he took does. a turn. He does know Ryan Gosling. Do you know Ryan Gosling? I don't, know. Can you call that guy who knows Ryan Gosling? Why? Why? Do you have a thing for him? I love Ryan Gosling. Really? Yeah. In fact, when I was asking you, do you find it hard to remain sexy for your wife, I was thinking of Ryan Gosling in Crazy Sexy Love every time I asked that question. Oh, Because that's what that movie's about. It's like remaining sexy in your middle age or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen it. Whatever you call it. (laughs) Whatever you Getting up there. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, Well, Uh, that's awesome. Schneider and Olivia Munn. Okay. We talked about. She She is the wife. Great, and I'm the I'm the buddy, and um, and Jay is kind of like a pseudo kind of bad guy in it. Okay, and uh, there's a lot of great other people in it, like Nat Faxon. You know who Nat Faxon is? Nat Faxon. Nat Faxon. Do you know who? That he is? That sounds like if I put you on the spot and you're like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here. What's your name?" And you're like, "My Nat name Faxon. is." <laughs> then a Nat flies. No, he's by been in and... a bunch of our movies. He's been in a bunch of our movies. Who and, was um, he in Soup Troop? He wasn't in Soup Troop. Who was, he was he in Club in Dread? Club Dread. He was like. One of the like island. Uh, he was like uh, one of the one of the guests on the island, like okay. baked stone guy. Okay. And in Beerfest, he's one of the German brothers. Okay. And uh, he just won an Oscar. No. He wrote The Descendants. He wrote The Descendants. He did. Did you visit the set and say, "Hey, Clooney, thanks for producing our movie"? No. He. Uh, <laughs> I think he visited his set. Uh huh. As the writer. Yes. But I didn't visit the set. It was in Hawaii. It was got in Hawaii. to meet, meet the Kloon. The Kloon dog. I hear the Kloon's a real nice guy. Great guy. Have you met the Kloon? I have met him. Oh, of course, because he was going to produce your yeah. film. Yeah. I was going to try and do a Clooney, but what is it? Just a deep voice? Yeah, it's not. There's not really. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. That's pretty good. Hey, it's me. Oh, oh my God. I thought people think. <laughs> in the room. Clooney's here. I was in the ER. That, that's, that just sounds like me. No. Yeah. The it's first... more of a look. <laughs> He's more of a look than He's more anything. of a look than a voice. Yeah. But, well, um,. Hmm. Okay, so anyway, that's the movie. That's great. Baby Makers, uh, August 3rd. Every once in a while you hear an idea for a movie and you're like, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're yeah. just like, of course. Of yeah. course that would get made. Yeah. And so good for you, man. Thank you. Fantastique. Thank you. Now, what happens when we die? What happens when we die? Oh, we're getting to the religion part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just are you a spiritually curious person at all? No. You've hung I'm it not. up. I'm not. I don't know if it was beat out of me or whatever. <laughs> but you, So you were raised calf. I was raised Catholic. I, I went to an all boys high school, all mm-hmm. a Jesuit, uh, oh, uh, hardcore the Jezzies, the Jezzies, DJ Jezzy Jezzy, <laughs> DJ Jezzywit. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, you know, hardcore Jesuit uh, uh-huh. thing, and did my theological studies. So and you that kind of stuff. you and learned then, about it, yeah. And then, do you remember when you were like, "This is not for me"? Uh, probably when I went to college. Uh huh. That's, that's pretty standard. I mean, right? like, yeah, I think it's standard. Like, I, I, I definitely growing up went to, went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, religiously. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. That's a that's a line from Memento. Is it? Oh. Where he he looks at the Bible in his drawer and he goes the the Bible like, which I read religiously, oh. which is very funny. No, that's good. It's, it's all folding in on itself. Wow. How many times is Rob Schneider going to come up? So know. you went religiously. Yeah. And then in college, philosophy course, just general. Um, not necessarily philosophy course. No, I mean just weed smoke. Just a general. Um, probably a little bit tired of the ritual and uh-huh. uh, sleeping in on Sunday. I liked that. Let me ask you this: uh, It's interesting because some people say that smoking marijuana, whoop, smoking marijuana, for example, does kind of open your mind up to rebel against religion. People, people have pitched that to me. Uh, I guess it could. Didn't I for guess. me. No, didn't for me. Not for you. There I was no catalyst. So. 
Was it just wanting to sleep in on Sunday morning? Um, I don't know. I, I think I think you know without getting too like, um, I think just like uh, going to college, you get to a certain level of education, and I to me, I was just things bo- fundamentalism bothered me any kind of fundamentalism mm-hmm. of anything mm-hmm. and so like I, I think like I probably push back against that a little bit mm-hmm. like I just don't like fundamentalism mm-hmm. and so uh, I felt like uh, there was probably a bit of an indoctrination in, over the course of my life and mm-hmm. I didn't really want to be involved in it anymore hmm. interesting and now where are know. you raising the kids just willy nil yeah N- no yeah are they curious? Do they um, have questions for you? They do. They do. I mean, we're, we might, you know, just be getting to that place, and yeah, you know, where they want to know what Christmas is all about, right? And you know, that kind of stuff, and you have to try to figure out how to are, are discuss you that with. Concerned them. that someone's going to get to them first, meaning at school, some sort of religious group or whatever, which is kind of what happened to me. Is it like what I, group I, got to you? What do you mean? I mean, I ended up leading the group, like Bible studies. So and did stuff. I. I was the president of my CYO. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, because you're looking for meaning. You're looking for identity. I think a little bit of identity. I think a little, yeah, belonging a little yeah, bit. Yeah, belonging is yeah. great. Yeah. It definitely, it was like, okay, this will be my thing. Drugs, alcohol, sex all scared me. So I sided with the thing that was like, we're not going to do that. Not because we're afraid, but because those are bad things. Yeah. So I was like, great. I'm with you guys. It'll keep me safe. My, my parents will like me. It'll yeah. keep me on the straight and narrow. That'll be great. But then like... I ended up getting deeper into the church than I think either of my parents ever thought I would. Okay. Because... We've created uh, a monster. Did they ever say that? Yeah, <laughs> kind no. of. Did they? No. My mom is pretty religious, though. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I'm just. Do you ever think that your friend could, your friend, your daughter could meet a religious friend? You know what sure. I mean? And would you be okay with I'd it? Be if, fine with if that. If your kids were like, I'm religious now. I'm not. I mean, I don't. I don't mock religion. I don't. Uh, right. Or you know, in its true form, or whatever, it? I don't mock it. But I mean, I think you know. Uh, I I would like for her to know about it. Until, I mean, I I studied it. You know, I mean, I learned right. You know, and I read the Bible well, front to back. And oh, I, really? You know, I know. You read Numbers? Yeah, sure. Num- you have to. Judges? In like sophomore year of a Jesuit high school? Sure. You read it in order? Oh, yeah. Sure. Fucking Judges? Yeah, you don't get to, you, you get to the New Testament by junior year. You know, the first two years was the Old Testament. The Holy shit. Was, yeah, sure. Some of the, that's some pretty thick stuff. Yeah, I mean, what, it's not like you spend Real. a whole lot of time on it. You just burn through yeah. it. Yeah. Yikes. We used to say if you read three chapters a day, you would get through the Bible, I think, in a year or something. Oh, really? And that's what I tried to do. And then you get to, like, Genesis is good, Exodus. Yeah, sure. You're like, okay. Leviticus, getting a little weary. Sure. Give me the cliff notes. (laughs) Yeah. Numbers, you're fucked. Yeah. If you make it past numbers, you're a saint. You deserve it. You just blow through that shit. You blow right through numbers. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Your kid becomes a Mormon. Okay. Made to Mormon. Uh, You think that's fine? I, I do. I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm in that camp or whatever they they want to do. As long as I think it's reasoned, you know what I mean? I, I would hate for them to – I'm not saying that it's a cult or – I hate some, to, for them to join any cult. Yep. Just you because, keep... again, that's the fundamentalist thing for me. I, I, I prefer that they – But what if they – what if your daughter, which is something that could happen, something that you made yeah. on that night that you remember. Right. You make Half that. Halftime of the Super Bowl. And then it comes out. This baby comes out and then it could be, finds religion and then wants to convert you. Wow, that probably won't happen. <laughs> yeah, but would that annoy? I won't even get my kids a dog. So not, <laughs> no matter how much they beg, it's not going to happen. So. No dog, no, no faith change. No, da- no dog, no God. So you die. Yeah. Are you hoping there's an afterlife? Are you surprised there's an afterlife? Are you certain there is? Uh, I guess I don't know. I guess I would be surprised. 
I think I'm probably at a place in my life where I don't expect it. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you, yeah, you, you uh, feel that way. You live that way. You don't feel like an eternal soul sort of thing? No, I don't. Interesting. It would be nice, certainly, but I, I don't change my behavior uh, as a result of it. Well, who did we talk about this with? You hit a homeless guy, you're drunk in your car. Right. I hit a homeless guy. I'm drunk. Okay, yeah. He's dead. Yeah. You get out. Uh-huh. No one saw. Right. You keep going? No. You turn yourself in? Yeah. It's his fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's his fault? Yeah. You're drunk. Oh, I'm drunk. Yeah, you're drunk. Oh, You're okay. going to jail, bro. Okay. You're going to jail. I'm drunk. And I'm sorry to put down homeless people. Of course, that's a valuable human life, but sure. it's, it's an interesting question. Sure. You can't be with your kids. You're going to go to jail for at least, what, 10 years at I least? I guess so. Manslaughter? I guess so. Drunk driving? No sure. slamming salmon part two? I know. No you sequels. slammed into a homeless man who goes by salmon? That's weird. That's true. You killed salmon. He smells like salmon. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. terrible. Does your wife ever come home from work and go, man, there was some slamming salmon at work today? Yeah, well, that's, we, we Fish, joke. pussy, We do joke. that all the time. We're like, you know, like my Steve and I, Steve Lemmy and I will sit and ask her questions when she comes home from work. <laughs> What's the stinkiest? <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's the eye rolling stuff I'm talking about. He's like, oh, come on. I've been saying on. What's t- the grossest? <laughs> What's the grossest thing you've ever encountered? Oh, oh no! Sometimes she tells us. Really? Yeah. Yikes! I'm not going to tell you though. I would. Gross. I, I would. Uh, I've, I've been saying this on stage lately. I would wager that all private parts pretty much smell the same. Dicks smell like vagina. Vaginas get these bad reps, but any dark area. Is gonna smell like. Oh, you don't think inside is is stinkier than little, outside? I suppose it's a little bit different. Yeah. They they do have an inside, but I anything from inside you smells more fart, <laughs> shit, even piss sometimes. Piss, yeah. yeah. So basically, a vagina smells exactly like my dick if it got sucked up into me. Yeah, I guess you were any. I don't call innie. myself a man. I call myself an innie. Yeah, you had an innie. Oh, uh, that's be, fantastic. That'd be weird. That's fantastic. Uh, well, all right. I feel like we covered it, man. Did we cover all the religious stuff that yeah. you wanted to discuss? I, you know, I'm just interested. I'm are honestly you, just you, interested. You, what is your thing? You're, you're, you're an afterlife guy or not? Nobody's really asked me that lately. I, Here I, I am. I, hmm, I'm asking you. I've been getting into like a weird, like I go all over the place. Sure. I guess you'd call it a seeker. Somebody okay. that like, I'm delighted by atheism. I really am. Your, yeah. an, your answer actually calms me down uh-huh. in the same way that someone's like, like a, a universalist would be like, we all go to heaven. It's absolutely true. I'd be like, oh, that's cool too. Yeah. But lately I've been kind of getting kind of new agey and weird and feeling like I feel like we do have something other than our consciousness that, that might live on in some sort of way yeah. that I don't even know if we're aware of. And the, and the idea that everlasting life means outside of time doesn't mean like if there is some sort of thing afterwards right, that right. let's say you do have a soul and you die and you have everlasting life and perhaps that means you're exploring other dimensions maybe maybe you're in a place that feels like hell because you didn't work out your life here maybe you're in a place ca- called heaven because you did the work and you and you kind of right. re- what were a loving person and figured it out that makes sense to me that your energy would resume in a way that reflected how you were here sure, sure. but also the idea that it's timeless meaning everlasting not meaning that it's here in the space time way right. that we have days and we feel the movement. Yeah, like, there's no beginning, middle, end. Just there's gone. No, it just is. Just yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the idea of going to some place like that, 
not being like, I'm in heaven and it's my first day. (laughs) That sounds like bullshit to me. But me being like, I was a bitter, angry, ugly person that hurt people. I die and my energy is conflicted and I'm in a negative space. I'm a loving, gracious, unconditional, forgiving person. Uh Then I go off and I'd like to think that that would continue and uh, and be in that timeless, spaceless place where I might not even necessarily be aware of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm reading a lot about that sort of sure. stuff. People that can, uh, this hasn't come up in a while, astrally project people that can leave their bodies. They yeah. say they can leave their bodies. Yeah. Um, Robert Monroe wrote this book called Journeys Out of the Body. Very interesting. Uh-huh. Basically, just a book about a guy who's like, we definitely have souls. I know because I leave my body every night and like fly around. What does I re- that mean? I, like through in his in his dream or in well, his... you see, he thought it was a dream too. But then he started seeing things that were real. He'd visit friends and stuff and uh-huh. tell them what they were saying and doing, and they started seeing him. Now, is that bullshit? Of course, the most logical answer is, of course, (laughs) that's bullshit. This is a man that lies down and closes his eyes and in a very dreamlike way thinks he's leaving. But he was reporting that it wasn't like a dream at all, that it was very vivid and all that sort of stuff. Why am I interested in that? Because I like the idea of having a soul. He talks about going to places that are hellish. He talks about going places that are heavenish. And he talks about how we all go there. So it's this weird new agey theory that every night when we dream, we leave our bodies, all this sort of stuff. I mean, as I'm saying that, I want you to know as a logical person, that smells like sure. bullshit to me. And it's all, it's, it becomes a tool of telling you how to, you should behave or not behave. Yes, or precisely. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I love that stuff. I, it, sure. it came up on the last episode. I, I'm starting to look I, – I, I have to protect myself uh, because I'm embarrassed at the idea of looking into these things. But the Hare Krishnas are these guys that yeah. meditate so deeply that they interact with God. So they remove all doubt. That they, they feel like they talk with God and, and see him and sure. interact yeah. with him. And I'm very interested in that. I'm yeah. like, what are they doing? George Harrison. I just watched this documentary about him. And that's what he was doing, chanting, yep. meditating, LSD, mushrooms, all that sort of stuff. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. I mean, yeah. if the choice is him or uh, John Lennon saying, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in Jesus, I don't believe in Zimmerman, I don't believe yeah. in the Beatles – uh, I'm, I'm like, I'd rather be with George. When George Harrison right. died, his wife said the, light, the room filled with light and they all saw his spirit leave. Right. Now, they were all the same kind of people. They were all like mystics. They sure. were all open sure. to that sort of thing. So is it possible that you know, they agree, almost like a group mind improv thing, yeah. that they just agreed to see it? Right. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. If John Lennon was there, who doesn't believe in that shit, yeah. would he have seen it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, sure. But I'm like, given the choice between believing and not believing... Well, that's I'm fine. Sure, it's just I'm, the bastardization of it that's the problem. It's exactly. the institutionalization of it. That's well, that's, that's what Harrison said. Yeah, he yeah. said this, he's pursuing the truth that all the religions yeah. are trying to give to us. Sure. He wants to get to the real source Which I think that. is the positive thing about religion. Yes. Right. But yeah. now it just it seems like so much religion now these days is telling you what you can't do or yeah. judging you for being well, who I say you that are. At some point it all became don't fuck, don't smoke, don't yeah. drink, and don't swear. Mm-hmm. And it's like – Jesus didn't do that. That's not what he came here to say. Yeah. That's not what Buddha came to say. That's not what any of Muhammad, none of those people came to, to, like, what's happened with religion, it just became like Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. And, like, what people like George Harrison were saying was, like, there's something behind religion. There's, there's a reason yeah, why if the and world was... spirituality, yeah. If the world was ended and it was just uh, me, you, your wife, and, and some other girl for me to make babies with, and we made new babies, there would be religion whether or not we taught it to them. It, they would look for it. It's, right, in, our, right. it's in our DNA. So I'm going to exhaust the, the fuck out of looking for belief before I'm ready to say I'm with my atheist friends. Sure. Even though part of my rational brain sure loves to talk to them. 
yeah, and, yeah. and delight in them. Sure, sure. But I, I also love I love everything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Pete. I was thinking about that today in the ride today. If someone put a gun to my head and was like, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in God? Or do you believe in nothing? Mm-hmm. I would say, I believe in everything. And then, <laughs> and then, and then let them shoot me. Yeah, that, and I thought that would be badass, <laughs> fucking badass last words. Yeah, they say, be. you can either say, I believe in nothing or I believe in uh, Jesus. I'd say, I believe in everything. Bang. Right. Yeah. Fucking weird way to, weird way to bring it home. Jeez. I will let you interview me on my own show. That's what happens. I See know. how happy I get? I like that. Well, I really do like you. You're super funny. I like your 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 get new agey. You're one of those guys. I look at you and I laugh in a good way. So okay. I think you're fantastic and I, you. I really am glad you did the show. This is fun. Absolutely. I will let I'd you love know to come back sometime. Out. You should come back. Let's get some more broke Liz guys in here. Yeah, we'll get them in here. Jay wants to do it. Yeah, I'm sure he we'll will. We'll get uh what's I'm forgetting the last Steve. name. Lemmy, Lemmy. Jay Sekar. Lemmy, Lemmy, Lemmy. Chip. Yeah. It would be great. We'll get we'll get a, we'll get the group in. Okay. Now that get you see what the show chat. is, you can tell them what it, what yeah. it's all about. It's cool. It's cool, man. It got all oh, right. Heffernan. It's fun. Heffies. Good luck um, this weekend. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'll let you know if I lose my mind. <laughs> Just think of me in a in a Holiday Inn Express meditating. Yeah, but in Salt Lake. City. In Salt Lake downtown. The Book of Mormon. Draped over your chest as you're falling asleep. Is, is the musical The Book of Mormon playing in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> I, think so. I think it's probably banned there. I think it's banned. I think it's banned as well. I can't wait to see which books the Gideons have in the hotels there. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Yeah. I don't think they do that, but I bet, be it, Mormon. I bet it's there. I know a lot about the Mormons. Do you? Love the Mormons. What about called, Big Love? Do you, they're called Latter Day Saints. Big love? They're not. They're not sh- supposed to be called Mormons. They're called Latter Day Saints. That's, oh, that's one. Mormon was a slang that the mafia used about them. Because oh. they have a they have a but why do they still Mar- well they just kind of stop fighting it it's like oh, okay. okay they're gonna they're gonna call you Farver the rest of your sure. life they're gonna nothing call do about it yeah nothing you can do okay that's the first time a major religion has been linked to super troopers hey. but it's happening right Moroni is the prophet on the top of the temple and that okay. became the word Mormon I believe okay and they are wild I mean like I'm not even putting them down it is an out there religion and I I admire those kind of balls out sure let's be fucking like secret ceremonies right. and, and and unbelievable ideas about uh, astral uh, sure. existence and planets and God and becoming like God stuff that other religions would call sacrilegious. Uh-huh. Mormons are, are are everything to me. They're they're interesting and I do admire their belief and they yeah. also terrify me and I also kind of feel like it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, uh, the way they are towards homosexuals and the sure. way they are towards the people that leave their church. They're oh, yeah, very yeah. they're very hard on that. But uh, I also have a big heart for them, and I hope I hope they enjoy the show. I think you have a big heart for everybody, don't you? I also got a big dick. Hello. What's, I knew that. And it's inverted. It's an innie. <laughs> I have a vagina. Can I get your wife's number? Not for yeah, sex, sure. but because check your things. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank, yeah. We'll do it again. Good. Thanks so much. Oh, Thanks, would you dude. say keep it crispy? I almost forgot. Jesus. What do I we do? We end every episode with a guest saying keep it crispy if they want to. I'll say it. Yeah, I'm gonna of get, course you I'm going to get up in the microphone. Get up though. in there. Keep it crispy. Yeah, man. Real crispy. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. 